0: welcome to episode 26 of the mature gamer podcast i'm kev and with me this week we have steve and john
1: hello everyone you all right. hello
0: i did say john again and not ad because we have some horrible horrific awful news um no, to, to bring out to the world today anyone who's on the forum which you should be maturegamerpodcast.com slash forum get over there have a look um if you've been on the forum you already know the bad news ad has left the show um, Not forever. No, nah, well, I don't know. I don't really want him back. No, Not I do, really did. I love <laughs> no, exactly.
1: It was, <laughs> it was pretty inexcusable. And we uh, only found out this week. We haven't been hiding it from you for weeks and weeks yeah, and weeks. He's he only um, just told us.
0: He's moving to America. Um, he's going to be our US correspondent. He's
1: um, basically doing a Robbie Williams on us.
0: Yeah, which means probably in about 10 years time, we'll reform and go and play Wembley.
1: Which should be bitching.
0: Should <laughs> It'll be all right, won't it? Um, but yeah, he's going to America. He's going to be our US correspondent. Um, I'd like to think that once he's settled over there, he's going to wake up in the middle of the night once a week so that he can chat to us over the internet and actually come back. Um, but until then, um, they've cut off all the phones in Manchester because he's leaving, so there's no way for him to uh, to be on the show. you got he's...
2: your time zones wrong there, Kev. Yeah. He's going to America. He'll be behind not if we start recording first thing in the morning, smart ass. But that's not going to happen, is it?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I don't like getting up early. You don't like getting up
0: at whatever time.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, AD has gone. Um. We do have some positive news, though. We have a new podcast to run alongside this one, Um. presented by him over there that's not Steve. I to say, not me. No, not you. Um, it, what's it called, John?
2: It's called Mature Gamer Podcast Bits and PCs.
0: And that is released every Monday. We've had episode one out now, um, which has taken iTunes by storm today. Yeah, it's done quite well, hasn't it, It's listen- been mental. Um it's only been on there twenty-four hours and it's already above us in the charts. So we might have to nip that in the bud.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's been crazy. It's been I mean, it's just at one point it was like fifth on the games and hobbies um top ten. And like third on the video games top ten. I mean, we we overtook um, Giant Bombcast, and we were above like you know all manner of stuff. Official Sony PlayStation games. You Sport were above UK. us,
0: John. You were above
2: us. Yeah, well, we pulled you up, mate. Don't you worry. You were languishing miles below until we brought you up. <laughs> But yes, it's crazy, I mean, battling with the big boys, BBC, Gardening Question Time.
1: They're bastards, I'm sick of those wankers. <laughs> always, always, one bit above us, and you think there can't be that many frigging gardeners.
2: Uh, it must be something to do with budget or something, I don't know, I mean...
1: Yeah, I reckon if you put BBC anywhere in your title, they just give, they just throw you a bone, didn't they?
0: So John, do you want to tell us um, a little bit about what your show is about, how it is different from this one, what people are listening to with their ears right now?
2: Well, I mean, I'd like to make a comparison. I mean, some people like watching documentaries and some people like watching monkeys piss around in the zoo. I very much think that, you know, for the monkey lovers, they can stick with this show. But if you want a, something a bit more substance, a bit more intelligence, pop along and listen to our show. Um, it's, uh, I mean, seriously, it's, you know, this this show covers an awful lot about the... The console side of things and uh, Sony, Nintendo, PlayStation—also known
0: but, as the uh, the fun side of gaming.
3: <laughs>
2: um, yeah, well, no, no, I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, all, all the people on on our show—we're um, all console gamers as well. But um, yeah, we we play PC, and there's 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 plenty of content there to be discussed. And you know, unfortunately, on this show, there's a you know we're not you're not going to be covering hardcore MMOs uh, and that kind of stuff and there's frankly a lot of people that play that and and enjoy it so there's a lot to be discussed that you just can't fit in your two and a half hour show so um, yeah well you know Mature Game of Podcast we want to cover all bases really We'll be appearing on it, won't we, now and again?
0: To tell them they're nerds. Yeah, pretty much. I'm just going to go in there and say, look, you bunch of losers.
1: Heckling in <laughs> from the window. Get, bullying away, get away from your desk.
2: The jock's bullying us, as as usual.
1: I've <laughs> <laughs> never been called a jock before. That's bullying.
2: Are you being Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a cock. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it, it's been good fun. We, we did a show on uh, Sunday, put out there, and it seems to be, well pretty well received it's um doing well in the charts obviously no one's actually listened to it yet but uh let's hope that um you know that it has a favorable response i mean there's been a few good bits of feedback um, yeah I mean, it was fun to do i hope you guys have fun listening to it it's um yeah it's slightly different but not a million miles away from this um this show bit of fun bit of info bit of nonsense
1: it's basically like top gear's fifth gear
0: what, so it's like Top Gear but without their personality and humour?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going for. But it does
0: deal in more fact.
1: Yeah, fifth gear is probably harder.
0: Nerd, to
2: nerdy people is quite important. Yeah. Oh,
1: so there you go, fifth gear.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. Um, so yeah, um, all this does mean um, that John, you're sacked. I'm afraid you, uh, we can't have you on two shows. What? Um, <laughs> what are you talking uh, about <laughs> well we we, we, we replaced we, you yeah well. we, we yeah. had you we had you penciled in as 80s replacement and then you swanned in Mr. Bloody Big Bollocks all over the place I've done two wow. shows now I'm going to run my own show and you're uh, a laugh? <laughs> so <laughs> you, you've got to be kidding me! Have you seen the figures today? <laughs> I, I have seen the figures, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm frankly I'm disappointed in him. So if you, you need to pull your finger out, or you're going to lose your own show as well. So we you're officially you radi-
2: fucking you fucking prick! <laughs> you and that fucking pet dog of yours can fuck right off. You're nothing without me.
4: Yes, I certainly do. I have to go now. My planet needs me.
0: Right, so now we've got rid of him, um, we've got the real person who's going to be with us this week. Everybody say hello to Bouncy Ball. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I
1: assume you meant the Royal everyone.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, all the, I assume all the listeners are now waving at their uh,
4: their iPods. Like with That's the right. Royal Wave, hopefully. <laughs> pamby one that's non-committal and almost a nazi salute <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of way from our german royal family
0: exactly um so yeah bouncy is going to be with us um from now on um talking about games and stuff um which would be nice wouldn't it
1: that mm.
0: uh, means we don't have to put with John anymore or ad <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: which, is, which is i get less flack
0: I don't know your your head's still well and truly on the chopping block. That's the worst thing about all this ad kerfuffle that's been going on. The fact that I've had to delay sacking you. You were basically on your way out the week he first didn't come on. <laughs> yeah. So once this new threesome has settled down for a few weeks, we'll uh, we'll get rid of you and replace you with, uh, with with someone more worthy of a spot on this great show. There isn't anyone more worthy. <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, coming up on this week's show, we have. Um, Lots of game stuff. Bouncy's got a gazillion games to talk about. Um, We've got all sorts of wonderful news items, which I'm just scanning through now. Lots of Walking Dead news. I like Walking Dead news. Walking Dead news is good. Um, Q&A, obviously, later in the show. And we have a copy of Dirt Showdown to give away um, which we've been doing our little Twitter thing on it again all week so Steve will have to collect
1: a list of names from Twitter and I, randomly select a winner from it I've been collecting them for ages it's such a long list of people so many people got involved in it which is great but it wears me out
0: we've also got some beta codes to give away for something as well yeah, haven't but we we
1: need to figure out some kind of competition for them I
0: might just read them out first come first served mm. boom shakalaka I don't know if I have them to hand right don't bring them up then <laughs>
4: So, Bouncy, what have you been playing this week, then? Well, as you said, I've been playing nearly a gazillion games, which is about nine. Um, I started off finishing off The Amazing Spider-Man, which I talked about last time I was on the show. Um, and I enjoyed it. It was it was your standard kind of open-world Spider-Man game. Was it amazing? Uh, I don't know. Amazing is a, a, a good word to put on front of a, a game, really. I would say it was more... Um, I don't know... Uh time passing adequate (laughs) adequate the the adequate spider-man there you go the adequate adequate.
0: time passing of spider-man
4: yeah that's what it was um i will go back to it it's got uh one of those features like they had on hell's highway and Batman: Arkham city where you go back at certain times of the year and things unlock i refuse to change the clock on the system i've still not got everything done on arkham city yet but if you go back after the 31st of august which is my birthday you get a party hat for spider-man that you can wear while swinging around the city which i thought was quite quite a nice idea especially as it's going live on my birthday so yeah that's uh, i should go back to that at some point but for now it's done and it sits in a case uh with all the others waiting for somebody to look at them and go oh look i've not played you for six years <laughs> i'll come back to you now um when not playing that i, I started getting into minecraft on the xbox yeah you know, it's um
0: i i had it on Is the this PC- since you knew you were going to be replacing You thought, <laughs> i know i know what's been missing from this podcast someone to Ruddy, rabbit on about Minecraft. I better get into that.
4: You know what, I, when I got that kind of message from you seeing if I'd be interested. With that, I got a slight itch on the back of my hand, and that itch turned into a bit of an infection at my arm. It took over my arm and bought Minecraft almost immediately. <laughs> uh, so, I think I've I've caught whatever plague it was you gave him. Um, no, I, I had it on the PC ages and ages ago. My first night, I didn't realise I had to hide at night time. I was wandering around, three creepers all hissed at me and exploded. I literally fell off a chair in fright and never played it again. Um... And my youngest uh, was talking to his friend at school. And he's only four, but he was talking to his older friend about Minecraft. He's like, you've got Minecraft? I was like, well, not on the Xbox, but we'll buy it. So we now just sit playing. It's like Lego, really. Mm. We just build Lego houses. So (laughs) it's nothing incredible. And I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. And the tutorials are quite nice because I can actually now do stuff rather than just dig a brick and put it down and put it down so yeah it's it's yeah it's all right we have went you, out and did
1: stuff with swords have yes. you built anything big on it yet because i went on a uh, a couple of our listeners have kind of got together on a like as a group server i suppose on um on the xbox and um one of them as real his name is just showing me around his world on it and it's just got he's got a giant lighthouse a couple of pirate ships not ones that can sail they're just giant brown ship shaped objects <laughs> in the sea um <laughs> a train station with a minecart railway that goes all around the place and you can travel around it's got switches to change directions and stuff all these different houses sounds library. like a man with too much time on his hands well, he, to he's me. not the only one who built it his people have gone on there <laughs> he's invited people on there with him like he'll go away for a couple of hours no. come back and someone's added a library and someone else will come and build themselves a house oh who would
0: add a library what
1: well know, oh. was
0: his girlfriend i think
3: but well,
4: yeah with, um... with mine it's just me and my son and I built him a little house and I went upstairs and left him to it. And I came down and he would built, and this is, he's four. So I was, I was very impressed with this. He'd built almost like a volcano coming up off the top of the house. Right. And it was about three times the size of the house. Upwards, so he'd kept building it going up and going up, and going up. I asked him what it was. He said, it's a chimney at Christmas. Santa will bring us presents. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? Out of anything that he could have built, out of anything anybody can build, that's the the purity of childhood. It's <laughs> like the first thing he wanted to do was to ensure he got Christmas presents. Doesn't matter <laughs> anything else. He doesn't care if he can grow some wheat or bake a cake or like build some pistons with a new update. He just wants to kind of secure his Christmas get kind of stash. So yeah, that's that's the biggest thing we built. I, I doubt I'll put a big project in. I haven't got the patience. I I, I keep digging through the ground and seeing if I can dig. You know, how far I can dig down, I always end up dying. So, yeah, I'll probably just stick to building stuff with the lad. It's, I have uh, the, Im-
1: the imagination for this. I need to get my daughter involved because she'll tell me what to build. And I think kids mm. have the imagination to do it. Yeah.
4: I mean, we did. Uh, they, the older two came in and they saw something on the horizon. They were like, it's a monster. I was like, right, yeah, have swords and we'll go. Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of us, uh, my daughter died. And I was like, oh, dear, oh I'll avenge you. And I was like, it's like you killed my daughter. It was like a, bah. it was uh, yeah. So it's 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 best played that way, I suppose. In some groups, you know, mental ages and all that, it's probably a similar experience. But for me, uh, the, the best people I can be playing with at the moment are my kids because they they're they're happy, I'm happy, the wife can have a bath, definitely, everybody wins. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so when not on the Xbox, I've, I've been zombie cafeing and play ginking on the iPad, both of which are just sapping away far too much time of my life for something that just basically means feeding people to zombies or destroying the earth so that's
0: i still haven't finished a level of plague Inc. yet i'm awful at it i've (laughs) been trying to play it on normal because someone told me i had to do it on normal to unlock the next ones and you You know i can't do games anything harder than easy and i keep getting to 99 percent and just can't push it the rest of the way
4: yeah it's all to do with all to do with your transmission routes that's the key watch the routes and then yeah, yeah you start somewhere that's very very popular china uh, um, is one of the best, or like South Africa or Egypt, they're the three.
1: I found because the say- UK was good.
4: The UK is good, and, and the advantage of going somewhere where there's medicine, because obviously they say don't go there because of medicine and the resistance. The, the trick to it is, if you get held off for a long while, your DNA bubbles keep popping up, so you've got loads stocked up to evolve it. You don't want to evolve too quickly, you just want to be transmittable. So whenever the disease evolves, this is all you've now evolved and mutated, the coughing, de-evolve it and you don't get detected and you can essentially have the whole world infected nobody know about it and then you just use all your stored up stuff and go ha 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 ha, fatal and (laughs) within (laughs) within like two minutes the world just goes dark it's it's very satisfying well you know it's good
1: i started um just researching the transmission routes and then uh, no, no, like letting it evolve on its own uh, the deadly bits, and if it got too deadly, de-evolving it. Yeah. Um, and it's just whenever they research, I just hinder that lots and lots, and then right at the end, just just adding one that goes fatal, and then it's just a matter of time.
3: Yeah,
4: there's a great way to get later on. There's one which is like a nanovirus that was created in a lab and it escapes. And they've got a kill switch for it. So you have to infect and kill everybody before the kill switch gets activated. So then the opposite is true. You have to kill people, but you also have to do, kind of spread it really quickly. So you can't be too fatal. So that's quite, it, it, it is interesting. There are massive differences between each of the diseases. But, you know, it, the best thing to do is do play it on casual. Get used to how the, the kind of the map works and how the, the systems work and then hit normal because you'll find it's a lot easier once you know roughly where you're going. Mm. But uh, 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 Greenland on that is like the final boss. Greenland's <laughs> a bitch. If, you, if your boat routes have gone uh, you're pretty much
1: stuffed. Although I did have once it went, for some reason the diseases appeared in Greenland. I was like, yes! <laughs> I found that 25 people had it in Greenland but it weren't spreading because I didn't have enough DNA points to uh, make it immune to coldness. Yeah. So those 25 people obviously sat in their log cabins ill Just wouldn't die. And the game wouldn't end. And I was just there with it on fast, just waiting for either them to die, which wasn't happening, because they were just probably well looked after or whatever, and it wouldn't spread. And I was just like, oh, this is just going nowhere. But um, I think it's glitched a little bit because there should have been a little bit of DNA point somewhere there to let me yeah. finish well, it. Well,
4: the thing. developers are now talking about they're doing an update shortly as well. I'm just go add some stuff in. So I, cool. I look forward to that. Hopefully, leaderboards. I want proper leaderboards because there's loads of statistics, but I want to know how much better I am than my friends at killing people. <laughs> That's all I need. Um, so, yeah, so then so moving on, I went to a charity shop, bought a copy of Pugsy for the Mega CD, which was. Um, it's an old game. It's an old. I'm, I'm doing an AD. It's an old game put out by Cygnosis uh, for. I think it was out in the Amiga, the Mega Drive and everything. The Mega CD was established as one of the best versions. It was um, kind of a, a puzzle platformer that had um, realistic physics on the items that you carried, which was a first. time. if you dropped a ball, it would roll down the hill, which that before that, it was like you drop it, it stays wherever you dropped it. So, yeah, I picked that up and uh, played through that. And it was as good as it's ever been. i have kind of really, really impressed with how well that's held up. A lot of older ones didn't and uh, the guy who put it together, John Burton, is the guy who now does the Lego Star Wars and Lego Batman games. So he's
3: consistently mm.
4: been making great games as well. He even did, that um, on the PS1, there was a Muppets karting game. I can't remember the name of it. But that was a really solid kart racer with a Muppet license, and he managed to make it work as a game. He, he seems to take a license and do it really, really well, whereas most licensed games are a pile of arse. So yeah, he seems to be The exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. Um, Vita's been getting a bit of love thanks to the sale the other week. I bought a load of stuff for the Vita that I haven't got already. Uh, Mostly been playing everybody's golf. Because I love everybody's car.
0: I keep meaning to get this for my Vita because I liked it on the uh, on the PS3, and it, um, yeah. I keep thinking, oh, do I get it? But I've, I don't think I've charged my Vita up for
4: about a month. It will probably give me an excuse to actually play on the Vita, so I probably should get hold of it. Yeah, it's it's almost identical to the PS3 game, but it's got more features, which I thought was astonishing, really. As a kind of, uh, it's not. I know it's not a hugely graphical powerhouse of a game, but as a portable game. Golf always works because it's something you can dip into and out of quite easily. The Vita does that well, being able to kind of suspend your gameplay. Um, and, yeah, I've been playing that a lot on the toilet. So, you know, sinking a hole in one while sinking a hole in two, which is always always fun. <laughs> he's had that line prepared. I bet he's got that written on a piece of paper in front of him. <laughs> Do you know, I had I had a line written on a piece of paper that wasn't as fun. <laughs> so I, I went for I went for a number two joke instead. Uh, yeah. So then uh, after that, I went back to the iPad and played Moto Heroes HD, which is from uh, Red Links that did Trials HD and Trials Evolution. Hmm. Uh, it was free as a download for a little while. I don't know if it still is because obviously on mine it shows I bought it, so I can't tell you if it is. But it's essentially a more cartoony version of Trials HD, similar concept get from point a to point b but they also have uh power-ups and like springs for your cars and traps and also so it mixes it up a bit it, i think it's originally out on the wii as a wii title but it's a, i think it was 69p at full price anyway so it's not a huge amount and obviously they do know how to make a good game in the first place i, I can't say it's as good as trials because it's not uh, trials is, is as pure as it gets and it's so simple as it gets but what they've done is they've almost created a platformer game with the trials kind of format so again recommended but yeah, take it as you like it <laughs> uh, PC wise I was playing uh, Botanicula which is uh, Amantia Designs latest uh, they're, the people did the point and click games like Samorost and Machinarium and I'm probably you don't know what this is do you what oh, words
3: are you saying make now make <laughs>
1: yeah, Machinarium <laughs>
4: Machinarium
1: yeah they're from the cha- mashed potato yeah no,
4: they're they're from the Czech Republic. They they Basically, they've been doing point-and-click games for the last 10 years, and they've been doing it really well. Since everyone else stopped, then. Yeah, well, the thing is, it never went away. Point-and-click games, as a as a concept, it just works, especially with a PC, because that's all you're doing. Uh, Diablo 3 and Torchlight are all clicky-clicky games. use a mouse, pretty much one-handed. Uh, what they did with this is they went a bit obscure, and it was kind of very artistic. So like you solve puzzles by pulling off a hand railing, which would then look a bit like a walking stick, which you could then use to hook something else and pull a lever and a bumblebee would fly out of something. So it's not the most logical of solutions, but very rewarding when you get to it. And the latest is about um, Mr. Lantern, Mr. Twig, Mr. Poppyhead, Mr. Feather and Mrs. Mushroom, who are trying to save their last seed of their tree from a parasitic infection. Um, But it's great. It's it's good fun. And uh, you can get some of their earlier stuff for free online on their website so that's a mantia design it's well worth a, well worth a look and then lastly uh kingdom of loathing i am um, kingdom of floating kingdom of loathing yes uh, i went back to it uh, i didn't listen to last week's show so i don't need to introduce it because apparently you've done that but yeah i've been playing for seven years as of uh, this week i started playing on the 6th of july seven years ago and i haven't stopped i haven't continuously played it but um <laughs> I haven't stopped yet. And what's nice is they had a bit about, I'd say about five years ago, four or five years ago, their their server crashed. They lost everything. Everybody's information went wrong. And normally the the company would say, oh, we're terribly sorry, roll it back and it would be fine. But they're a small thing. They're supported entirely by people buying items from their shop or buying merchandise. So they couldn't really afford to do it. So they just came up with a plot line where there'd been this earth-shattering event and then gave us a zombie apocalypse and we had to go around curing people and uh, yeah so they, they they deal with everything very well and they, they keep I think it's about hundred thousand regular players even now so it's nice it's nice they've got a little radio station and it does what it does it's just nice to be part of a game that doesn't involve a subscription as well
1: it doesn't uh, look like they've updated it since seven years <laughs> or ten years ago the like, it looks like the internet has moved on and it hasn't um, well, does it, it always it looked like that
4: it was always designed to look older than it was anyway yeah so it had stick men, it had big chunky kind of clickable buttons and stuff uh drop down menus and they, they basically said there's no reason to change it because that's the visual style of the game i like
1: it it reminds me of xkdc i don't know if you read them comics online yes. yeah. or xkcd i forget which way around it is cd yeah, yeah. um yeah it, it's it's
4: what they did well they, for one every april fool's day they do a joke and one of them they went to a full color like kind of cgi effect game for one day it was like, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. and everybody was like change it back yeah it like, it's april forms but yeah it's i think the advantage of it is it's easy for them to create new content because they literally just draw a stick man with a funny hat and there you go there's your character and then they can spend more time coming up with the the funny descriptions and the objects and items but there's still there's uh, pvp battling and clans and all sorts so it's it's, it's there it's all there it's everything that you expect from an mmo but just in a browser based kind of choose your own adventure style game, so I was laughing,
1: they have a have you ever there's a mound and you can fight to be like King of the Hill or whatever and then yeah. someone else has to knock you off. Have you ever done that? Ever Um I don't think I have. <laughs> I was gonna say I, like, I could see someone on there. who had been on there for 50 days, and I clicked them, and it was like, "You can't attack these people. You're only like level one, and yeah. you, you know you haven't broken your hippie stone yet, so you can't that's fight." The
3: thing, yeah,
4: like I guess I've always had my hippie stone intact.
3: Ah,
4: well, <laughs> yeah. I always go the peaceful route. I joined a clan which was some website um, from years ago, which is now gone. Had a clan there's now about six people left of the 500 that were once in it, and I just rattle around in their clan halls, making use of all their stuff. But, <laughs> And it's like, it's like, I almost think it's like Home Alone. Like I should just get a sledge and slide down the stairs or something. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's one of those games. that's just it's just innocent little bit of fun, and it's, it it takes the Mickey out of a lot of gaming and uh, movie kind of stereotypes as well. So that's that's as important as anything. And and, and yeah, that's been my week. So to uh, that <laughs>
1: sheepdog. I'm going to start with... Uh, I'm going to go off the running order a little bit because you've put it in a, an order that I don't want to read. <laughs>
0: but you, um, you could have done that without letting yeah. anyone know about it. Well, you could
1: yeah, have just done it wherever you want. Know, it's thing. Um, I'll start off with the, the more obvious ones. Obviously, I've been playing Mass Effect 3. I'm, I'm still cracking on with that. Kev tells me I'm over halfway, which I don't know. You know, That was basically me not wanting to get into a conversation with you about it at yeah.
0: whatever stupid o'clock time,
3: yeah, you t- like it, I, time.
0: I would say, over the course of the last month, Two or three times a week, between the hours of 11 and 1, I'll get a random text from Steve about Mass Effect that he expects me to answer <laughs> like in the middle like of the night. 10, 11,
3: it's not midnight.
1: I, I, would, I would check, but I don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs>
0: the amount um, of times my phone has gone off in the middle of the night and Anna's like, who's texting you at this hour? It's going to be Steve talking about fucking Mass Effect <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And lo and behold, yeah, yeah. there you are. That's
1: happened once and that wasn't me sending it then. That <laughs> came late. I sent him a text and then Anna replied at like half one going, uh, all right, Steve. And I was like, <laughs> well, I sent that at like half nine. I not <laughs> I'm not mental. I was in bed. You know, but anyway, um, I've got over the stuff that was annoying me a little bit now, although I'm finding... I know I know, I said in previous weeks I like to run around doing really obscure little missions and just kind of pissing about, not really focusing on the plot, just doing random bullshit. I'm getting a bit annoyed now that every bastard on the Citadel will need something done. It's like they'll be having a conversation on the phone, and I'll overhear it, and suddenly I've got a mission in my log, and I've got to go fly... You are allowed to and, ignore them, you know? Yeah, but I can't. I'm not <laughs> capable of ignoring them. So I'll wander past someone, and they're like oh, we could do a fossilised random alien monster thing and they'll be saying it on their phone. But then suddenly I'm expected to fly halfway around the universe and scan a planet and pick it up and fly back and give it to them. You know
0: that the Earth is about to be destroyed. You yeah. are allowed to put the story ahead of bullshit missions and just prioritise saving
1: the universe That's ahead of expect. helping someone. I assume I'm not on a time limit, am I? Cause no. I'm like, I'm fucked. no. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I'm planning on getting into the multiplayer at some point. I know you told me to get into it. You ain't going to be able to finish it without doing the multiplayer. Yeah, but I spoke to someone and they told me I could probably do all that and get to 100% in a day. Um, and if you're any good, you couldn't.
0: I could, I, bet I could. No, you you, it would take you two or three days, probably.
1: But um, I need someone who, who hasn't played it already or is willing to redo the multiplayer. I'll do the multiplayer. The multiplayer, the multiplayer is great. It's just like Horde. I just don't you know, I'm ruin it for me, that's all. But oh, yeah. I'll ruin it for you. That would be yeah.
0: your price of doing the multiplayer <laughs> but, with me. I'll <laughs> tell you how it ends. Yeah, um, I want
1: to do the multiplayer at some point. I'm assuming that I'll know roughly when the game's about to end and I can then go and... Um... It, but,
0: yeah, it's saying big letters, press this, and the game will be very soon close to ending. Don't like do this now. every
1: other... Every I mean,
0: basically, movie. but when if you want a good ending, you need your galactic readiness at yeah. 100% before you do that and it won't go uh, over 50% without multiplayer yeah my um,
1: unless
0: you've called? got the iphone app as well you can get the iphone app which will raise your galactic readiness by playing know. the iphone game
1: i have to check that out because i did get a text about that the other day or an email whatever anyway um i've got my uh whatever it's called where it's like your military strength that's the phrase i'm looking for that's at like maximum on the mm. bar but obviously it's on like it's just under 6,000. I looked up online and apparently that can go to nearly 9,000, if not Mm. more. So I'm kind of thinking, do I, it says it's maximum on like the bar's fully green. So can I just leave it at that if I want to? I think
0: uh, that number is Mm. crucial to what ending you get. And when your galactic readiness is only at 50%, the actual number that it uses, it halves it. it, And I think you need, I I forget what, I think you have to be over 7,000 after you've had it reduced or it might be 8,000 to get, The good ending. Right. Okay. Um, So, assuming you get your Galactic readiness to 100%, which you should do anyway, because there's an achievement for it. So go and do that anyway. You only just need. You basically need to get that to about 7,000. So you're probably already fine as long as you get. As long as you play. Yeah, because I'll just play the rest
1: of the story now. I mean, I am starting to think I might just go off and do the story because. I'm not really fussed about helping some random like it's just all random i mean it's fun and it's not at the same time i'm getting a bit peeved with little bits of it here and there where I i will just go on a massive mission where it's just kind of saying remember this random person well here they are this is this is them see you later and i think bloody hell that's like an hour and a half of my evening wasted just finding out where they've gone you
0: spent two days looking for a fucking hamster
1: i didn't spend two days i don't know i don't think i mentioned this on the on the podcast but I, I i started at Mass Effect free ran to shepherd's room and was like where the hell is my space hamster gone and um and, and
0: he I, sent me a text with those words in and i
1: tweeted it on, on twitter Funny <laughs> enough and um the funny thing was a load of other people replied like loads of nonsense like oh you know it's up your ass or whatever and bouncy sent me a a tweet saying something like it's roaming the the halls of the of norman of the normandy and i just kind of laughed thinking all right of course it is and then i was down in the uh engineering just looking for something and uh, there he was just running around my feet and i just Grabbed him up, went off up to my room, and he was there.
0: And that's how Bouncy got on the show.
1: Yeah, and I was
3: thrilled to have the hamster.
1: Um, one thing that was basically our audition process, wasn't it? The
0: first <laughs> yeah. person to find you hamster got a spot on the show.
3: Brilliant.
0: Yes!
1: Um, <laughs> I'm finding I'm more interested in collecting all the little ships as well. There's lots of ships dotted around. What, well, this
0: thing that no one else who's ever played Mass Effect has given a fuck about? You're yeah, interested in that? I'm
1: liking it. I'm liking collecting all the toy ships, because again, the Earth's being destroyed, Everywhere, the whole galaxy's dying, but as long as my fish tank is uh, running itself, that's another thing I spent something like 20,000 credits on, a fish feeding device that cleaned and filtered and fed my fish um and then i went and bought an eel that ate other fish and put that in my tank so i don't know whether my fish are still alive i've not checked but um i may just have one eel in the tank now which (laughs) i'll be a little bit disappointed about because i brought it then may you have to find a
0: horse that eats eels and put that in there
1: (laughs) i'll just hope the eel poos fully live fish but um Yeah, I like those little random things. That appeals to me, like just collecting random nonsense while the universe is going to shit. But some lazy twat who's saying, oh, our research would really succeed if we had this bit of code, and he's just standing in the same place for weeks. (laughs) on the phone <laughs> probably getting he, he knows the world's ending because he's running up this two week long phone bill but he doesn't care he's just, just repeating himself we need this we need this down the phone hoping someone will hear and he won't have to travel halfway around the world he, someone will do it for him if he tries to repeat himself enough um, and I, I'm just doing stuff like that and but he knows thinking. the only
0: way to solve the problem is for some busybody to overhear him feel I was the saying, need to I was, on, I was
1: on Xbox Live last night and I got it was that was when I kind of snapped and I said to these guys, I was like, I'm just going to wander around Peterborough listening to people's conversations. <laughs> Cause that's another thing she does. She'll wander around and people will be arguing over a school and she'll go, damn it, people, the universe is about to explode. Who cares what school your children go to? And they go, Oh, cheers. And then suddenly you unlock like an extra <laughs> army or something. Cause it turns out they had a million children. And, um, I'm thinking I might just wander around Peterborough solving people's problems, finding anyone who needs a clone dinosaur or whatever it was, and generally just see what problems need solving. Because apparently, she gets loads of people just randomly giving her money or an army or whatever, just because she earwigged on their conversation and then solved their problem for them without being asked to. I mean, personally, I just go, cheers, I didn't ask you to do that, and not give her anything, but you know, swings around about. Um. <laughs> In between trying to play Mass Effect and get through it really quick, because I'm starting to feel like I have... I've been talking about that for like five weeks now, I think, and it's getting ridiculous. Um, but people keep offering to play Gear, Well, keep asking me to play Gears of War with them, which I, I really enjoy playing. Um, I've found that when I play with you, Kev, and Ady whenever he's on, and Anna, we just kind of run around a bit and stick in the same place. But the people I've been playing with the past week, because they're kind of new at it, I suppose, they like building everything. They like building all the... All the um, what's it called like the barriers and all the turrets and buying different bases and we ended up with a map where we'd unlock quite a few bases unlock quite a few barriers and we went out it was really good we had a proper map set.
0: strangely up. when me and anna play without you we do that it's really? almost as if you're the disruptive influence that I'm, prevents I'm us not. from doing it i want it. to do
1: that but yeah um it was quite fun i mean we didn't get very far because they're all like level one to level nine and i was like level 26 and we ended up getting to sort of horde mode level 20 25 something like that we tried to do level 50 on hardcore and we only lasted a minute and 10 seconds and that was our (laughs) record and our record score was minus 800 nice Um, because we all geared up in the church on this level And then the Lambent Wanker came in. I forget the actual name. Zerker, is it? Lambent Zerka? And um, I just went, shit, it's a Lambent Wanker. I'm out of here, lads. And just dodged around it and disappeared to the other side of the map. And then when they were all dead and I came back, they were like, you didn't tell us you were leaving, Steve. You just abandoned us. I was like, (laughs) I did. I definitely said it. And one of them was like, I heard him. But yeah, they all think I just abandoned them to die, which pretty much is what happened. But I told them about it first. I offered them the chance to join me. But um, we didn't play it on that hard ever again because we were just a joke at it and i i don't understand how anyone is good enough to survive it because what happened was the, the monsters would come out and just shoot you dead and bang you're dead no you know one hit dead basically and um surely people like anna and erlo have played it for 1800 hours or whatever surely they're not surviving it on hardcore
3: are they no,
0: she only ever still plays it on normal i assume is probably the same it's um is there anyone out there who's game.
1: Played yeah. it on insanity 20 on 17
0: year olds have nothing better to do with their life
1: I can't imagine Insanity level 50 would be worth
0: even playing. Talking of Twats and Gears of War, I was playing it on Sunday morning and um, we got to like level 30 and we got a Lambent Wanker appear. And um, it was on a map where there was like, it's the big open one with the big. A mountain bit in the middle where you can have a turret up there and everything. And there was a dickhead random on the other side of the map who was just stood there on a turret for 15 minutes watching the three of us battle this bloody thing on the other side of the map. And he was just sat there watching. And I, just, I want there to be an option to go over and just get take my pistol out and shoot him between <laughs> the eyes.
1: Yeah, there should be a boot option on there. No, there should
0: be a shoot well, between yes, the yeah. eyes
1: of a pistol option. I was telling him about we were playing, weren't we? And um, me, you and Anna got killed. And there was that other random guy trying to kill the Lambent Wanker, but he couldn't. And he was just rolling around, hiding in corners and stuff. And he wasn't doing anything. And I ended up having to buy back in to try and... I thought, I'll buy back in and try and kill it. No, I died instantly. (laughs) Anna brought back in, tried to kill it. She died. And it was just like... This guy just needs to let it kill him. If we let it kill us enough, it will disappear and we'll have another thing to fight. But no, they just let it fight and let it fight. Takes too long. Um, There should be an option to not have that involved. You should be able to block that from the level. That'd be nice. Mm. The horde without that in. Um... Other than that, then, I've been playing... A friend of ours tweeted us both saying, you have to play Outwitters on the iPhone. It's the best game ever. Challenge me. It's brilliant. And you were kind of like, what is it? And it's apparently like a turn-based strategy game. So I vomited in my mouth and refused to even look at it. I thought, ooh, and um, got it. But it's so slow. It's like you've got this board set out. Oh, good! It sounds exciting already. And you've got a base at either end of the board, which isn't a base. It's just like you click it and you pick which unit you want to build, and then some can move five places, some like one. I imagine it's one to six they can move, or whatever. And you have to buy them, and you get five moves a turn. And you have to, and you have to move them all. You have to move them all around the board, killing each other's pieces, basically, and. Um, i started it up and i've challenged him and someone else and it's just so slow paced i'm thinking it needs like two people who know they're both going to sit and play it for a certain amount of time Like if you're on a train journey with a person who's there with you play it opposite each other and it works but if i was to challenge you tomorrow and you were just to go about your day it would never get done it seems like such a long game um it's just like chess except you just click attack instead of doing any kind of chess just analysis. like chess only shit um, well it's it's as boring as a game of chess will be i imagine it's uh think of fun we got a whole podcast episode out of a live game of chess steve (laughs) yeah that was also our last episode of that podcast (laughs) and and no one ever saw it and anna (laughs) thinks it's disgraceful she tried to see it but anyway um I'm a bit disappointed so I wouldn't recommend it to anyone <laughs> because even though her friend was really hyped up and all challenged me about He's it. He's been tweeting about it and all sorts. Yeah. He's, he loves it. I, I need to Actually, I was going to say I need to double check I've got the right game but no, I'm playing it with him so I have got the right game. <laughs> um, I'm hope, Maybe next week I'll come back and say, oh, he showed me the ways, my, the area of my ways and it's all really good but no, I, I can't say I recommend it at the moment. It is free if you want to check it out and you like turn-based strategy games <laughs> but it's called Outwitters and um, it is just... A really slow placed game of chess basically so um yeah above that i've i've been I, I got a random email the other day i signed up to try and do the end of nations uh, beta program ages ago and i've been waiting and waiting and waiting for it to start and it's like i don't know 10 days away now or something and um i randomly got an email through saying you've been given a place on the alpha which i, I don't know whether that's anything to do with our resident try on worker on the forum beastie whether he might have pulled a string or something but i don't really know the email came out of nowhere and um i've asked him if i'm allowed to mention i'm on it because there was a non-disclosure agreement thing on there which there's been people told off for mentioning there on it and things like that but i cleared it with him i'm allowed to say i'm on it and i'm allowed to be factual about the game so factually it's a real-time strategy mmorpg where you basically have in, enormous maps with like 26v26, 26 26, so that's what, like 50-something, 50 52-player, is that? Right on, Steve. Yeah. Sorry, that's, you know, I didn't think ahead to get the number. 52-player multiplayer maps in a real-time strategy. Um, this sounds ace, too, by the way. It's made by the people who, who used to work for Westwood, who make the old Red Alert games. Well, that sounds ace, too. And they're awesome real-time strategy games. <laughs> um basically you have your army and you are there on your map fighting out with other armies. Um, You get reinforcements. Um, The more you kill, the more you can buy units and get more reinforcements and you sort of get, you know, take parts of the map by fighting um you're given like a uh, dashboard i can't remember like a command center where you can research new units build a better army and things like that um i don't think i'm allowed to give any opinions on it which is great for a podcast apparently i will be allowed to soon when it's in beta or something like that but um please sir um, am i allowed to give opinions so i don't think i need to yeah but um you don't like real-time strategies i don't yeah it's not really relevant. the one factual thing that i was surprised with and so we'll mention because it means that other people won't make the same mistake i did was i was expecting it to have construction yards in it where you built your own base and then had your army spring forward from your base there are no construction yards in it apparently it's it instead of protecting your base you're kind of protecting a whole region you're like fighting for a country against in a war and um yeah i mean i'm looking forward to Playing more of it. I'm looking forward to the beta coming out. Beta, sorry. I coming almost... Out. Put, I was actually... My yeah. fist was on its way to his face. I never remember which beta. way around it is. I never remember. Because some people say... Americans say beta, don't they? And I, know, I forget which one we say. And I, beta feels natural to me. But I always correct myself to beta, thinking... Oh, I don't want to get... You know, annoy people by saying the wrong thing but beta yeah And um, so I'm looking forward to that coming out it is coming out in like 10 days and at some point we do have 6 codes to give away have you got them to hand, 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 hand now no not to hand
0: now see I was going to say just throw one out now on a first come first serve go on throw one out just make oh, one up fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, <laughs> make just make one up it is. I'll probably get it on my phone and uh, I'll read it out and whoever gets it first can have it and yeah and then um, we'll do
0: the other 5 we'll, we'll figure out ways to do it but I think it's it's fun to do a first come first serve and when you get it um, just let us know you've got it I want to hear what time you got it I want to know if there was a loser in the middle of the night on Thursday night <laughs> slash Friday morning tapping in his beta access code
1: right like a big nerd sack here it is nine nine R for Richard two nine N for November Q for QWERTY, <laughs> J for Juliet, F for Freddie, Y for Yankee, D for Delta, Y for Yankee, J for Juliet, J for Juliet, X for X-Ray, T for T-Ray, <laughs> Z for Z-Ray, 2, <laughs> T for Terry, and P for Peter. did you really just do t ray and z ray the reason i did that is because i was trying to phonetically spell something to my cousin from denmark and when i said x-ray he he just stopped me in my tracks and was like x-ray for x really why not j ray or q ray and i thought he's right if you x-ray is an actual
3: thing how's he right
1: (laughs) well he is right to be fair because you're just saying the same word with ray at the end so,
0: um, But it's the only one that is a
1: word. The Steve Kinetic, uh, kinetic Alphabet? Phonetic Alphabet, which would be A-Ray, B-Ray, C-Ray, <laughs> D-Ray. But yeah, if that code doesn't work, I've been advised to email Beastie and get another one because he typed them all out by hand, apparently. And... If that
0: code doesn't work, it probably means someone got there before you.
1: Well, yeah, there's that. But um, yeah, let us know if you get it so that we don't end up...
0: Bouncy's just done it now. I
4: was
1: going to say, I would <laughs> say... Just sit tight with england i've got it already
3: <laughs>
1: but yeah it, um i think i can recommend it i think i think the whole non-disclosure <laughs> agreement is for me for people who might want to go oh it's awful but i can recommend getting slightly hyped up about it surely um so yeah there's that beta blah, beta code um, who i hope one of you enjoy uh, we do have five more which will probably dot around several We'll areas. spray them out onto the internet. Yeah. Um, and that's what I've been playing this week. Over to you,
0: Kev. I've been playing video games on the PlayStation 3. Um, first of which was Prince of Persia Forgotten Sands. Um, this game was forced upon me because apparently on past episodes I may have used the phrase Prince of Persia is a pile of wank. Um, having never played like one, yeah. Well, I played one for like five minutes on on live, just as a way to test on live. Because it was the only game on there I'd heard of at the time, and to me, it just looked like an Assassin's Creed game without any of the personality, story, or fun. Um, is that this, what this like? No, this is a different one. In this one, he has a, a little beard, and um it's good. I like the it. Beard. The beard's good. The <laughs> game's good. Uh, you know how i feel about beards a beard yeah. can make or break a game and and it definitely goes a long way towards making this an enjoyable experience um but no it's basically climbing about a lot which um, you like. oh, i love climbing about it's climbing about and hitting people with uh with swords which yeah I'll, i'm all over that i've had great fun on it um apart from the fact that there's loads of fun climbing, and it's it's interesting climbing, because rather than on, like on Assassin's Creed... Up away. Well, no, like, like on Assassin's Creed and all these climby, climby games, you literally climb by just pointing in the direction you want to climb and pressing the A button, and you just climb. But in this, there's different button presses for doing different things. So if you want to dash up a wall, you have to press a trigger. If you want to swing a different way, you have to do this or something else. Um, You can freeze water for a minute so if there's water squirting out the pipe you can freeze that and grab onto it and swing onto the next bit um it's there's just all these little bits and pieces you actually have to think about your climbing it makes it it adds a little extra layer to what otherwise would just be a climbing game Hmm. um but every now and again they throw in a really twatty puzzle Um, and twice now I've, I've been ready to just stop playing it. And I was, I had a proper little Twitter rant on the, about this on something. It was Saturday night.
1: What kind of twizzles are they then? Um,
0: (laughs) there was this one where you have, um, these, these things on a wall and it's like, uh, you have to get a, a cog from one side of the wall to the other by rotating bits of track for the cog to go around. Like, um, but when there's two levers to do it with, and each of the two levers moves several of these things and they overlap each other, and so you can't just get the things in the right place because you'll move one, then you go to the other lever and it'll move that one a different way to get the first one the right way. And there's basically one specific nine press sequence <laughs> of things that you have to do and it's the only way to do it and i don't see how any normal human being can do this without just going on the internet and googling it mm. and getting the button sequence which is what i ended up doing with both of them but if it wasn't for being able to go on the internet and google how to do the puzzles i would have just stopped
1: i hate stuff like that you just reminded me of a thing i was chatting to a mate about the other day and it's it annoy you when i say final fantasy 7 but there's a thing <sighs> like that where you have to figure out the code to a safe and you don't know it. There's no way of knowing it. You just have to sit there pressing buttons until you get it right. And if you know it from the last time you played it, and you type it in, he goes, you fucking cheat. You, know? <laughs> you, must, you, you must have stolen that. For, and he gets annoyed and you get like told off. But um, they expect you to just sit there. I don't I don't think games should do that. Sit, except no. you sit there pressing loads of tangents. And...
0: Well, this game is loads of fun um, until you get to the point. Where, I mean, I was sat happily playing it for two or three hours. And when I hit the first one of these. And I sat there for an hour just fiddling with it. And I was like proper hissy fit. And she's going, why don't you just Google it? I don't want to Google it because I shouldn't have to Google it. I'm two hours into the game. I shouldn't have to I'm be getting <laughs> it. I shouldn't have to be resorting to a walkthrough two hours into a game. I should be able to just do it. Um, and in the end, I, I was on the verge of just turning it up and saying, no, I was right. Prince of Persia is wank and she made me get a walkthrough in the end and um, i did it and then it got great again for another three or four hours until it hit the next one of these and this time i just went and got the walkthrough immediately and again carried on with it so i'm i think i'm getting close to finishing it and i've only had two of them come up in the seven or eight hours that i've played you
1: can they do it to sell walkthroughs
0: i think they do it just to piss you off
1: probably just because they're lazy oh this will make the game last
0: yeah no i think that's exactly what it is it's to they've they finished it realized it was only a six hour game and thought shit people want an eight or nine hour game let's put in a few crappy puzzles that will take people an hour to figure out because they have to fuck around looking for the solution on the internet <laughs> um and i'm pretty sure that's why they put it in
4: you but, know, why I, you know why I think i do it i think if uh, what they're trying to do, because I remember playing Astron on exactly the bits you're on about. It's almost <laughs> like they're trying to be Tomb Raider or Uncharted. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're in a tomb, and you can... Uh, but the difference is, with those games, there's a different pace. The whole point of Princess is you've got that fluidity, and then you just you hit a brick wall, and it's just yeah. a stop. And it's like, oh, okay. I was running around swinging on bits of water I've just frozen, and like swinging around corners, and now I've got to work out a lever puzzle. And in those other games, it works. I mean, uh, Uncharted's got some really obscure puzzles, like where you to kind of looking at your notebook and you're trying to work out what it is. But it works because that's the context of the game. You're trying to solve a mystery. And
0: plus, there was a way to actually do it logically. I never had to resort to a walkthrough of Uncharted. Yeah.
4: It's all the information was there, whereas obviously with Prince Persia, it's almost like the Rubik's Cube uh, oh, style a, of puzzle. It's, it's, it's where it's, there is, there is a, a method to it, and there is a logic to it, but it's kind of like it's almost like the lights on, lights off thing. It happens in games every now and then. And it's not a fair puzzle. It is almost like well, what, you know you're just put it in there for padding. But it is quite a simple one to code because you just think, well, there is a way of getting it from point A to point B. And we'll just add in a couple of different paths to kind of make that awkward. But like you say, it, in the pacing of a game, it, it can kill it dead if, if you get stuck completely. So, yeah, I totally sympathize um, yep. because the rest of the game is really good. Really, really good mm-hmm. game
1: they need the option to like, again, I'm building, I'm going into my very narrow library, but massive. Hold quiet. on. Oh, I was going to say, had, I was thinking final fantasy or
0: Pokemon was coming. Omnigel, there. You
1: just went, <laughs> Oh, Omnigel solves that. Every time you reach something that you tried it, you tried to solve it three or four times. You thought I can't do this. Omnigel. There's a thing we get to solve a puzzle to stop a reactor melting down. And, I tried it a few times, couldn't really figure out the order to do it, so I just spent 100 on the gel, and that was it. I went on with the story, and it, it didn't involve me looking it up. It was a legitimate thing in the game. It just meant I had to sacrifice some resources. They should All games should have something like that in them.
0: Well played, Sweepdog. I didn't know about that, because as we established, I haven't oh, played Effect 1. one yeah. I need to borrow that off you at some point, yeah, so I can, can actually sit and play it. <laughs> Um, The other game I've been playing and was really looking forward to, um, Walking Dead Episode 2, finally arrived on PlayStation Network, having been out on Xbox for about four years. Um, I was so glad I chose to get the season pass on PlayStation because it came out a day earlier for Episode 1 because I only had to wait two weeks um, in order to play Episode 2. But this is just a, a superb game um is that i enjoyed episode two even more than episode one because it removed again talking about stupid puzzles there were a couple of points in episode one of the walking dead where i just couldn't work out what i had to do and had to look it up on the internet and it annoyed me a little bit because i really loved the rest of the game but i didn't have any of those moments in episode two um it was just awesome um the story in it it's it's so you can tell that this is based on the comics rather than on the TV show. Um, because it's much more violent and disgusting and (laughs) just, it is, it's, it is. If you've read the comics, you'll love the, you'll love the game because it is on, it's totally on a different level to what the, to what the TV show is. And, um, there's a couple of moments in there. I'm thinking, fuck, did that, did that actually just happen? Or wow. That's a twist. I wasn't expecting. um, and yeah, it's just awesome. I can't really say too much about it because it's so heavily based on story and on the decisions I made in episode one. And of, uh, without, you know, this is why we need to do spoiler casts yeah. on occasion so I can actually sit and explain specifically why this is so brilliant. I can't because to tell you why it was good, I will completely ruin it for you if you've not played it. We will do a Walking Dead episode at some point when we start doing the spoiler cast things. Steve needs to catch up as well. Um, but all I can say is if you've not played episode 2 of The Walking Dead yet you need to get on it because it's, it's getting better if episode 3 steps up the pace the way the way 2 has this is going to be a superb series and okay. um, yeah anyone who likes it in any way
1: just get on this if you haven't already played episode 1 I you need to get on bloody wife to play episode one with me i might just finish it and she'll never ask will she? well
0: so if you just do it when she's not there and then if she ever wants to do it just keep that save open as well you just you're letting her make the decisions anyway so it doesn't matter that you already know what happens
1: text me tomorrow and uh, i'll ask her to play it and we'll have it done by the weekend why do i have to text you because i forget what's wrong with you we could have this conversation off air we probably could <laughs>
0: have, have you been playing this bouncy because i vaguely remember you saying something
4: about yeah it it's um yeah i had it i got it on the xbox when it came out before mm. um and again it's, it's like you say it's one of those you can't really talk about and again i'm a huge fan of the comic books and i think you get that feeling of the course so there's certain points in the comic series where you just think i can't believe i've just seen that happen and then you start thinking about the tv series they can't possibly do that <laughs> that's that's a moment that's so shocking i can't even believe i've seen it in in a graphic novel let alone uh, anyway else. And the games have, have kind of embraced that with such a gusto. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. and it, and it's, but it's so respectful, and it's so justified in the context of the world that has been created, that I, I'm kind of... All my concerns, when they said, oh, it's going to be quick-time events, point-and-click adventure, based around The Walking Dead, I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to play it no matter what. I mean, it could be the worst game ever, and I'll play it from start to finish just to have a little bit more of that world. Mm. And then it just they just knock it out of the park. And it was just like, this is... Like you say, if it can keep that pace going, then astonishing. But like I said, that the, the comic books have established so much outside of what... Because if you're just aware of the TV series, there's this whole other level hmm. that's there that can be can be drawn from without spoiling anything for people that haven't read it or haven't seen the series. Because obviously there are characters from the game who, who are important in the grander scheme of things but are quite small roles in the games. So yeah, I mean, it's, I, I cannot wait until the latter
0: and uh episodes. for anyone who has enjoyed um episode two of the walking dead and really likes the like the properly shocking bits um and you've not read the comics get on them because i've just read episode 100 of the uh, of the comic the, sorry issue 100 of the comic that came out this week there's a proper moment in there that's going to make you go Ooh! um so you need to get on there and read the comics and then come on the forum and talk to me about comics because um that's awesome, Issue 100 of The Walking I've got, Dead. I've
4: got that to read tonight. Is it, is it more, ooh, than escaping the prison? Um, it, there's,
0: there's, there's a bit that will make you go, fuck, wasn't expecting that to happen. <laughs> so enjoy yourself, sir.
1: <laughs> now are we expecting something to happen?
0: Well, it's Issue 100. This there was happen. always going to be something to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's been built up for the last six months <laughs> that there's going to be something big happening yeah. in Issue 100 and um yeah it's um it's it's surprising and pretty awesome
1: did he tell us to be two midgets yes that's coat. that's exactly what it ruined i'm sorry Bouncy.
4: <laughs> bastard
0: um so raptor this week um we're up to over 160 people on there now so if you want to be friends with us on raptor just find us mature gamer podcast on there um this week's top five um skyrim's in it twice Number five, uh, fifth place is the PC version of Skyrim on 61 hours. I mean, I guess this is all because Guard came out. Um, Fourth place, Gears of War 3 on 77 hours, which I guess is a lot to do with you and your nerdy pals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Third place, you and your nerds again, (laughs) Mass Effect 3, 78 hours. And again, probably quite a lot to do with the extended endings being out for that, even though I imagine a lot of people like me just watch them on YouTube. Um, Second place, um, Skyrim on the 360 um, with 88 hours and first place as usual minecraft 165 hours it's now up to fourth place in our all-time list and it's just ridiculous the amount that you people are playing this game and there's quite a lot of you now getting into it on the pc as well so i wouldn't be surprised to start seeing the pc version breaking into the top five um, and i believe we have just set up a server as well
1: yeah did you apparently our site now directs to it on a certain
0: minecraft.maturegamerpodcast.com is where you will find our minecraft server um so that's all thanks to john who i assume now we've sacked him it'll probably disappear <laughs> um, but he will probably tell you more about that on the uh, on the bits and pieces show at the weekend right AD's shopping list this week and i am still going to call it that because i know he's still going to buy him even though he's rowing his boat across the Atlantic as we speak, <laughs> <laughs> with his retro consoles in a separate boat behind him, which is attached to his boat by a gently fraying piece of rope. Probably just the cords from the consoles. He's <laughs> <just flagged> them <laughs> into one another.
1: They're and all wrapped beads. in their
0: plastic bags, tied together with shoelaces at the top so they don't get wet and ruined. Um, but yeah, he'll still be buying these. Um, yeah. You know how he rolls. Um, there's only one, though, and that is Inversion, coming out on the 360 and the PS3. And um, It looks awful. Um, I think that's all it needs to be said about it
4: I've I've got it here right now have you played it Uh, do you know I I haven't even bothered putting it in the machine (laughs) it's sat there I rented it because obviously where I work we get them early and I bought it back, and I was like, I really should try this because it's a, a lot of places doing it for twenty nine ninety nine or less, so it's really it's not a huge amount. So I knew straight away it wasn't going to be great. Any game that tries to play around with gravity that doesn't involve the word portal is 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 just a waste of space. So yeah, I've I've I'd rather play a Mega CD game <laughs> than, <laughs> and actually get the Mega CD out of the cupboard and plug it all in than just put that in the drive. I might have a quick go on it tomorrow morning before taking it back, but I doubt it. It's 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 not it's not looking very good really
0: glowing endorsement from bouncy there Um, (laughs) which brings us on to our bullshit simulator of the week and this one is one for you sheepdog driving simulator 2012
1: will it teach me to drive
0: i believe that's the theory behind it.
1: it probably says all over it not to replace official driving lessons
0: well, I don't think it could replace driving lessons. It, there's no use you learning to drive with a keyboard and mouse,
1: um, <laughs> but it should let
0: you learn some of the principles behind driving a motor vehicle. For those of you who are bored of driving a bus, tram, or train, you now have the option to uh, to drive an actual car. Um, and I assume you don't want to do that in a game like Forza, where it's actually fun. Um, so yeah, this is the uh, this is the game for you. And where is it set? On a road,
3: probably <laughs> in a car.
1: Am I going to be driving around uh, L.A., New York, Doubt Gotham it. City, Peterborough? i oh. drive around Deepin, park in my own driveway. Stains. Stains. Yes. Yeah. I'm now watching some gameplay of this
4: driving simulator. <laughs> Are they driving around Stains? It, it looks like a, a bit from the Krypton Factor. It's, it's <laughs> kind of, it looks like post-1995 virtual reality style gaming. I don't really get what the simulation part is because the camera's outside the car which, unless you're kind of driving it from the front of a bus behind it, is not very much of a simulation. Uh, And he's driving on a a road that's got three lanes. He's driving in the middle at 132-something, which I'm sure is breaking the speed limit as well. And there's no traffic either, which is also a bit odd. (laughs) So in terms of simulation, (laughs) I would probably challenge that it's not very good at simulating anything other than what the internet-proposed video games were going to look like in 1998. But yeah, yeah, you go for that. It looks if, you, if it oh, you looks be. like the sort of game. If 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 you want a driving simulation and don't want to buy Forza, uh, mm. this
1: I is could probably, probably recommend it. it's <laughs> probably a tenth of the price. And it's probably had a millionth of the budget spent on it.
0: Mm. So. Well, there's been a bit of a backlash on the simulator uh, hassle that we create each week on the forum, with people saying, um, "Actually, quite like this one."
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have said they suddenly want them. Yeah. Uh, We should buy a massive uh, catalogue of them and just, you know, start. Really?
0: Simon Emulator should just send us some and we'll just give them away for free.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, So if you want to get on with that, Simon, we'll uh, we'll happily give them away on the show and perhaps even stop slagging them off if you knock some freebies our way. (laughs) And we are
1: easily bought. That's how we roll. I'm going to come here next week to record in your studio, and there's going to be 50 pallets of simulator games. <laughs> we'll be sat on top of them in between them in a big yeah. fort. And, and that,
0: that, that section won't pallets. be called Bullshit Simulator of the Week anymore. It'll be called the best game of all time. <laughs> and uh, we'll reopen that forum and just let people vote on simulator games and nothing else. And well, I just looked
4: on Amazon. Um, Driving Simulator 2012 is 9.99. Or Forza Motorsport 3 Ultimate Edition is £9. <laughs> so, you know, again, I'm, I know where
1: my money is, and it's right on the bullshit simulator.
0: <laughs> it's, it's well the worth the extra
1: ninety nine p. Anyone buying that so, has got to be going out of their way to be contrary there. They're not They're not buying that because they're a fan. They're just trying to be an arsehole, surely.
4: <laughs> we sell quite a few in, in the company I work for. We sell an awful lot. Do you not
1: want to just slap the people silly? All the time, <laughs> <laughs> and that
4: extends to everything. Like, anytime somebody wants to rent a movie with Danny Dyer in it, I'm like, Come on,
1: really? I <laughs> watched a hilarious program about him when he was going around talking to people who had seen aliens. Yes, I was remember. like, I don't believe it. This man <laughs> has seen a real life UFO, and uh, yeah, it made me feel at home.
4: Yeah, he's, he's the only actor in the world who can put his CV in his surname.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, should we do the news yes um there isn't actually a lot this week because it seems it's boring summer where not a lot happens in the games industry um we have had some information about the next game in the arkham asylum city batman series um and apparently it's not going to be batman gotham city which everyone wanted it's going to be a prequel um it's going to be on next generation consoles and it's going to have the justice league in um so i imagine that's going to completely ruin the game because every, as everybody knows if you put superman in a video game it breaks the game completely um because obviously he can fly everywhere and beat everyone um but it might be that's good
1: same point as having an indestructible superhuman being just punching the shit well don't
0: him. worry this has three of them because you've got Wonder Woman and yeah, Green Lantern was, in there
1: as well. And someone and who's so fast, the frame rate won't be able to keep up with him. Yeah. And you'll just be sprinting around it. I don't see what, what the Flash brings to a computer game. Speed. Surely. Most, he's most basically
4: these superheroes are rubbish. What are you on about?
1: <laughs> they, they are. The Superman
4: is the worst superhero in the history is, of all sorry. superheroes. It's like he's got unlimited strength, pretty much. He can fly, according to films, he can fly fast enough to turn back time and therefore avert disasters, but only does it once to save his love interest. <laughs> he could wipe out crime on the planet in a day, but he'd rather work for a newspaper
3: <laughs>
4: or sit at the North Pole crying in a
1: fucking like, snow kingdom. He's not Superman, he's Super Emo Man. That's all he is. They can't even make films about him now without him losing his powers. You watch a film about Superman and it's like, oh, he's Clark Kent because he's got no powers. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, he's got his powers back now right at the end because we ran out of ideas. They Mm. should just kill him and leave him dead. He's the worst.
4: He's the worst. They they did the the Red Sun where he landed in Russia. It was like an alternate. That was far better because he was actually working for the Russians. They were a bit more committed. But oh Superman's a dick.
0: Well hopefully Batman will just kick his ass and that'll be what the story's all about in this yeah. lovely game.
4: I mean it, usually I'd pick an excellent
0: bad guy. The thing is, if it's a prequel to Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, um mm. well surely it has to explain why Batman's the only one left when it comes to <laughs> those games. <laughs> so surely Batman just goes psycho and kills the rest of the Justice League. That would be amazing.
4: Well there's 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 talk of it being set during the Silver Age as well, which is not my favourite era of comics. It was that kind of it's your rather <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even my. I'd say it's my worst actually. Um, after the war, um, there was kind of a rise in horror. Superheroes went away. Horror comics came in, and American government brought in regulations to kind of restrict content in books. And from about 1950, I think it was about 1956 onwards, um, everything had to be rated and so the comic book superhero rose up and that's when they called it silver age but that's when you had like the flash in its current words uh green lantern and stuff so there was all that but the best age is the the bronze age which is kind of from the 70s to the mid 80s which is the best time so yeah i'm a bit concerned that they're going to go for the campy style as soon as they mentioned silver age that's what spawned the 1966 adam west batman and i don't want that in my arkham games <laughs>
1: That'd be I'm running around. Going, oh, yeah,
4: carrying a giant like bomb above his head like trying to throw it off a pier if that appears in any form whatsoever <laughs> i'm gonna set fire to my own shoes <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just a terrible idea. I'd love to see a good Batman in a team thing because he's always moody enough to break away from the team. So you could, you could do that. But most, like I said, most DC superheroes are, are dicks anyway. So I, I don't want to play as anybody else. The, the Flash has got no discernible. Ability of them moving
1: quickly. I've been trying to say it's going to be surely, you know, when you have like the quick travel, where you just click on a map where you want to go. Surely that's all he's going to be <laughs> quick travel around. It'll it's be cool. him pulling a rickshaw, you all get in the back, <laughs> and we're like, wait for me. <laughs> I mean, unless they do it all in bullet time and stuff like that, that's the what, only thing I can think what, of. What, somebody running really fast, really slowly? No, all of his <laughs> missions being in bullet time because he's going so fast that he's seeing perhaps thing. him, him like, and
4: superman will have a race
0: and it'll all be button mashing <laughs> That'd be sounds, awesome. sounds
1: mental i mean they, like if they made superman bad he'd make an excellent villain in it because he's pretty much But you wouldn't, wouldn't
0: be able to kill him how's that a
4: good villain well,
1: if he batman if he decided to turn on batman they just rip his head off and that's it's happened.
4: it it's happened the comics loads of times they've had fights
1: He's just such a terrible hero, because all I can think of is you just just go, Kryptonite, oh, now you're completely weak. Oh, now you're not weak, because I've taken it away. Now you are. Fuck off. Just go back to your own planet and stop being a wanker. The planet that blew up. (laughs) Well, fly around the Earth enough that the time travels backwards until your fucking planet's there. Go home, save it, fuck off, don't come back.
0: (laughs) I know what will cheer you up, Steve. Uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier um there's some dlc coming out on the 17th of july right up your alley in it well uh, you'll be all over that i'm sure um i still don't intend on ever playing this game i assume you're in the same boat because um as everyone knows tom clancy games are wank
1: yeah he should stick to writing books too big to take an holiday quite frankly <laughs> <laughs> have you seen read the size of rainbow six brought, you have a
3: kindle
1: i know but i brought that when i was younger thinking that's computer game it's bound to be a good book <laughs> it's too fucking big to take to france is this my car there a book size restriction on the french floor there no, uh excuse thought, son, me sir, let me weigh your books I've, got, I've not got room for that i thought so i took six <laughs> books i read them all do you go
4: with all of your suitcases bought from toy shops? Yeah.
1: Is that the problem? Because yeah. you can get no, quite big my, cases these days. Yeah, no, my parents are just mad. They take like eight books on holiday with them and just sit and read them. They go on holiday and just read. Crazy. So I did that one. It's the last time I went on holiday properly. Um, yeah, I just read six or seven books. But I could have just took one Tom Clancy book and been busy the whole time. Plus had a handy weapon in case anyone attacked you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I don't think we've talked about The Walking Dead enough yet in this episode. So let's talk about it some more. Um... In addition to the Telltale game that I was waffling about earlier, um, Activision have announced that there's going to be a Walking Dead FPS coming out next year, um, also called The Walking Dead. Um, this one apparently is going to be based on the TV show rather than the comics, which the Telltale one is based it's on.
1: Going to be massively hour-long bits. When well,
0: apparently really it's to do with, um, what's-his-face, Daryl and Merle and it explains how they met up with the rest of the survivors that they meet up with in the TV show, because obviously they're not in the comics, so they are just their characters that were created for the TV show, so the game is going to be you controlling them, um, shooting your way across the south of America, um, and again, it's going to be set before the TV show starts, so it explains how they get to meet up with Rick and the rest
4: of the survivors. So you know how it's going to end. Shall I panic you a little bit? Go on. It's made by the people that made Connect Star Wars. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> this is going to be ace. we <laughs> got
3: a lot of dancing missions in it then.
4: <laughs> I'd love that. Just like a zo- in Atlanta, just <laughs> doing Saturday Night Fever with a zombie backing dance. <laughs> As a
1: kind of redneck I've racist. I'm really keen on things that... I like prequels, but I don't really like prequels when you know it's just going to... F- if it's going to where they meet, it's just going to feed into basically the start of the program. And I just... I don't know. I'd like it to put another slant on things. They're the only way a uh, prequel's good. I've said that before. Just I wanted to change. They can't really change. Well, the it's whole not even really. It's it. not not a. I suppose it is a prequel, in that it well, happens before.
0: It, it's yeah. But it's based on different characters and tells their story, doesn't it? At the moment, it, for it, for people who've only watched the TV show, they only know T, uh, Rick's um, story. So this gives it gives you a chance to go and find out. Someone else's story. And as, and as we found way. with the with the Lost video game from a few years ago, there's nothing better than picking a random character and finding out their side of the story, because it has to be awesome. Hmm. That
4: game was bad, by the way, Steve,
0: yeah, in case I've you were wondering. Yeah,
1: I've seen the game. And it, yeah. Everyone thought it was going to reveal loads about the plot of Lost, and it didn't no. give you anything, did it? No. So. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Because it, it,
4: it fitted in with my explanation of the series very early on. It,
1: it made every bit of sense in how, what I was thinking. So I was like, all right, fair enough. That justifies my argument. I'll Lost it. pisses me off. And I don't know whether I've said this before. I may have done episodes and episodes ago. But when Lost first started, probably second or third season, that sort of era, there's a guy on that called something like Javi Mask Witch or something like that. He had a thing called Ask Javi. And um, I asked him, I said, say something that when Lost is finished will make sense, but doesn't make any sense now. And he played—he had this boomy voice thing, and he just went, The Wizard of Oz. And I just thought, huh, oh, interesting. So then watch the rest of the series, thinking Wizard of Oz. You know, Every every season finale, I'm thinking soon this will be relevant. Soon I'll be able to pieces together, get that little bit ahead of everyone else who never saw that clip, who never got that video response from Yavi, telling him that The Wizard of Oz was relevant in some way. It ended... I looked around, asked if he didn't exist anymore. He left the show in season three. Um, so I thought, oh, fuck, I can't chase him up now and find out what he meant. And then about a year and a half later, I was on Twitter and I suddenly thought, he's bound to have a Twitter account. He was mental for social networking. So I went on tweeted at him, he replied within minutes, like so quickly, it was ridiculous. So he must have just been on there at that time or whatever. And he was just like, Yeah, I left the show in season three. Uh, it changed loads from that point onwards. Anything I said about anything at that point was it's completely irrelevant now. Not relevant at all. I'm really sorry cheers and i just replied you dick <laughs> you know why why did you pick that then i've spent six years of my life waiting to find out what you meant and you meant nothing but yeah that program even though i really enjoyed it and how it ended and everything they're full of shit if they reckon they had that plan from the start because they didn't there was a lot of Wizard
4: of oz references though up until the end of series four because um Ben called himself Henry Gale, which is obviously mm. reference to it. You had the uh, balloon crashing on the island, which yep. is how the wizard got there. You had a character with red shoes are getting crushed. Um, I went through all of this stuff
1: because a... I ended up posting on Lostopedia. Right. We ended up talking about it on there for a bit. And, well, there you go. And, you know, and thinking, oh, oh, what will it be and then yeah it just sort of died by the wayside i was thinking that'd be my chance to be on there in the heat told rb6k this in like 2000 and whatever (laughs) and it turned out to be brilliant and the missing piece of the puzzle that meant us all you know made us all excellent and no it just died by the wayside because the stupid show didn't know what it was doing it was a runaway train that they ended up just having to tie on off at the end i mean i was satisfied with the ending but they did just tie it together willy-nilly Mm. Sounds
0: a lot like this news section that we're supposed to be doing. (laughs) Um, Getting back to The Walking Dead, Telltale have also announced that they're going to be looking to make a second season of the episodic game that is obviously being released at the moment. And they're also planning a retail release of the first season of it as well. Um, I assume that will be out on all the major consoles and on PC. So if you haven't been downloading it, you can buy it on a disc for you to put in your actual game collection at some point in the future.
4: Yay! Can I mention something? Because I, I did meet an idiot this week in relation to the Walking Dead episodes. You go he ahead, said, sir. <laughs> this, is, this, and I, this is genuine. This isn't like a relative or anything. Uh, he came in to buy some Microsoft points for my place of work and said he was buying the Walking Dead episode two. And I said, oh, did you enjoy episode one? He says, no, I didn't like the look of that one, so I'm just getting this one. Hmm. And I said, but on the Xbox, it is actually DLC- that <laughs> you have to have the first game to be able to play the second. So just in case there is anybody listening who's <laughs> under the impression they're just going to buy episode two on the Xbox, it ain't possible. You're an idiot for even wanting to start a story from the second yeah, episode. Yeah, it's <laughs> Shame on three you. an episode, or
1: whatever. Yeah. Why fun. don't
4: you just download some bloody horse armor or some avatar <laughs> out items and and fuck off out of Walking Dead? Because you don't deserve a storyline experience if you're going <laughs> to kind of ignore the first
1: part. <laughs> establishes who you are where you're kind of Bouncy. Be. you're talking to care who started at mass effect 2 here.
0: Yeah? no i started mass effect 1 but then for some <laughs> reason stopped but in my mind carried on and finished it i've i suspect i might have played it without the achievements somehow i'm sure i've played it I but did this... my my gamer
4: card doesn't lie i guess and i only have 40 achievement points for it i did it with mass effect 2 where i don't remember i i remember the whole plot but i hadn't got any achievements it turned out i was playing offline at the time and didn't have the game in my drive when i reconnected online mm-hmm. on a new console so i had played it but it didn't register i
0: wonder if that maybe. could You've be what's that. happened because i'm certain i've played it because i <laughs> yeah, remember
3: it
1: because you were talking to me about it and then you sort of texted me going you know we were chatting about it well i've looked on my xbox and i've not got any achievements except for like the original 40 that you get at the yeah. start kind of thing and uh yeah could up? be that
0: we could um borderlands 2 talking of um awesome games borderlands 2 which i'm very much looking forward to has got some rewards in place for people who still have their borderlands save hidden away on their hard drive um, whereby you can get some fancy costumes and masks and stuff and look all super pretty and cool um so that's just a nice little treat for anyone who's not deleted their borderlands save
1: you think any save or just the end save. no i think
0: that's any save i hope it is anyway because i lost my borderlands save, save from when save i finished it and um yeah I, that's why i had to start again and got all upset with it so i i do hope that that is any save um i don't want to be beating around the head twice for losing my uh my super high level character um assassins creed Free liberation there has been a new trailer for this this is the vita version that's coming out on the same day as the xbox and the ps3 version um with the girl protagonist and the trailer looks awesome um the thing that struck me most about it is even though it's set in i think this one's in new orleans it still looks like an assassin's creed game which is my big worry about assassin's creed 3 being set in america um that it would all be set out in the woods and climbing mountains and stuff but there was the trademark assassin's creed free boxes set up casually so like stairs with a white blanket over the top of them so you know to jump on them and they were there and it made me happy um and it just looks really good for a vita game this is this is the game that's going to get me playing my vita i think because there's going to be the cross compatibility between this and the ps3 version and it's all going to be awesome and i'm very excited and can't wait and looks very good have you watched the trailer? She oh,
1: just skimmed through it very quickly there, and yeah, it does look cool.
4: Pitching. Did you did you play the other uh, PSP or the DS handheld spin-offs of the other uh, Assassin's Creed one? I sort? did not. I did not because it's I looked worth awful. it's worth getting a hold of Bloodlines for the PSP uh, if you if you see it cheap on the store. I think you can get it for about a fiver. Mm. It is actually all right. It's, <laughs> I, I was skeptical. I played the DS version first, which had this great little feature to pickpocket people. You use the stylus to steer items out of their pocket, <laughs> which was like, oh, but the, Vita, uh, the PSP version was all right. So it's still worth as a, as a kind of extension of the, the game. So really, as a, as a kind of as a franchise, it's always been supported quite well with the portable stuff. So, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this as well. I've ordered mine, (laughs) really.
0: (laughs) And um, last little bit of news for this week. Um, Obviously, we've already mentioned AD is uh, selling up all his kit, moving to America. And um, it looks like his game collection sold on eBay this week for $1.32 million, um, which is a ridiculously high amount for game collection. This was apparently every Sega and Nintendo game ever.
1: Up Um, up to the Wii, apparently
0: which um which is ridiculous and it's surely worth more than that i would imagine if it's every single game how rare some of them are
1: i was going to say how many games would that be the rare ones would be worth a few hundred but or at least but then a lot of them would only be like in the picture there's a load of master system games and i would imagine, all the master
0: system games well, sheepdog. yeah but
1: not in this one picture but um say there's 50 there i imagine most of them are only worth a pound on ebay Mm. so you that say there's 50 there and they're all the ones that happen to be a pound out of like the 500 that exist that's 50 quid's worth there in that picture and there's a lot there so i don't really understand how he's got to 1.32 million it seems like the, uh, the, the ridiculous is yeah being saved i suppose um
0: the ridiculous thing that i see from this um was the guy did you read the guy's justification for why he was selling it Um he basically he spent the last the, 10 years yeah. building up this collection and his justification for selling it was yeah i finished Got them all. Yeah. So I'm actually. now getting rid of them. Why did you spend 10 years of your life collecting them all if, as soon as you completed the collection, you were just going to flog it?
1: I think that's what happens when you get into an addiction, though, isn't it? I remember years ago deciding I was going to start collecting DVD box sets and I got a load of them together and then I was very near completing this set and I just thought, I've had enough. <laughs> just stuck them all on eBay and sold them. And I think there is a point where you just look around and you just think, what am I doing? <laughs> so you just you just flog it all and yeah he he is mental because he's got every single game and it's like uh, he's he's probably spent close to that not close to it but not far off the 1.32 million or whatever and he so he's probably now just freed up that money and he's thinking yeah i couldn't go on holiday now and just buy a house and chill out or whatever and he'll want
0: to buy
4: all the houses
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think he'll have got it out of his system perhaps
4: I think I remember reading he hasn't actually got payment yet, though. Yeah. Which is even funnier. <laughs> I like that. And he's sitting there going, ha, 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 ha i got all this. And it's like, oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. Um,
3: yeah, so when. If I was him, minute... I'd
4: be licking all the, like, wiping all the cake cartridges on my ass by now. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Uh, Make wait. <laughs> I assume when the
0: payment doesn't go through, adi will be back on the show next week <laughs> and saying, I'm not going to
3: America. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, the Q&A, and um, we'll start off, as usual, with Robbie Roo, because he sent us about 500 questions. After his long swath of questions um he sent two more long swabs of questions
1: (laughs) it's just like constant i like it though if everyone who asks a question just sends a constant stream of them that's good
0: i think because we're getting a little low on the stock of questions we've got now i think next week might be robbie rue week and we might just knock out 10 of his (laughs) because there's someone there that i really want to answer that at the moment i'm just going through them in order just to make sure they all get done but i think unless we get a load of questions from other people um next week might be robbie rue week and um we'll all we'll all wear masks of his face and some or something like that while we're answering the questions Mm. and so his question is what makes the perfect game boobies
3: (laughs) (laughs)
4: well
0: i I don't
3: see
4: i don't think i could top that i had i had looked at these questions so i had said if you'd asked me 10 years ago i'd have said gameplay but now i think actually integration of kind of multiplayer and social stuff i think that's as important now because i've played more games because of leaderboards for longer than anything else like trials i only play trials to beat other people the game's great but it's that that extra element just pushes it forward so i think that that's key for me at the moment obviously is Mm. is what makes me a perfect game
0: i personally think the thing that makes a perfect game is the ability to use a portal gun in it
1: yeah i think um aside from boobies that um and it's kind of linked to portal is the just the it's like orig- the, you can't describe the comedy now. It's just it's their style. That's it. What made that game so great was it was just it was just hilarious. It was genuinely funny. And um and the I, song
0: at the end. It needs a good yeah. song at the end. And I,
1: I just love it when it's just off the wall crazy. It's original. You're not thinking. I don't want to play a game and be able to compare it to another game and say, oh, it's like the latest version of that Portal. You're just basically saying it's the sequel to Portal One. And it's funnier, and that's it. It's the only game you can really compare it to that does it justice. Um, so I like the kind of just something that I haven't thought of already, or something that I can't predict where it's going to go next. I like the unpredictability of yeah, Portal can just throw anything at you, and it will come out of random nonsense. So some of it's not even relevant. It's just like the guy talking in the background at Portal 2 It's kind of relevant. It adds to the story, but you're just kind of listening because you want because it's funny. You don't you know it's just it's just there. Take it or leave it, and it's I love that.
0: Splendid. JC Denton, uh, now this question I've been saving for a few weeks because um, I wanted to be able to plug some of our shit in the answer to it. Um, so his question is, um, are you planning on doing any on making any more t-shirts available, maybe with quotes from the show? If so, what would you put on the shirt? Mine would be, I got a B in GCSE dance. Well, as it happens, JC Denton, um, we've just opened our new t-shirt store. Um, yeah. It's not actually properly on the website yet, but there's details of it on the floor. And basically, the t-shirts are a bit cheaper than they were before. And as they're no longer imported from the Czech Republic, the postage is a bit cheaper as well. Um, so at the moment, we've just got the basic t-shirt on there. I am planning on knocking up some um, t-shirts for Eurogamer Expo because they've been requested. And um, people want their names on the back of their Eurogamer t-shirts, so we're going to get that set up. And um, feel free to suggest any witty slogans or quotes from the show um that you want to have put on a t-shirt and i'll just stick them on there the old store restricted us we were only allowed one black t-shirt um so i if to put a slogan one on there i would have to take the mature gamer one off whereas on this new place i can just keep reusing the same t-shirts just with different logos and slogans on them Um so i want a uh a tribute to AD with the he's a fucking singer actor and entrepreneur i want that on a t-shirt
1: we need a picture of his face just holding a cigar just staring into the sunset I, that's that'd make yeah. a beautiful t-shirt.
0: Um, but yeah, if anyone has any t-shirt slogan suggestions, um, get them sent in. And um, yes, absolutely, we are planning to do that. And in the very near future, it will replace the old store link on the home page as well. So there. um That Anthony M asks, do you think Diablo Three
1: will ever be on the consoles, um, Steve? From what I understand, it'd be too much of a ball ache <laughs> to put on the console. <laughs> um, so it depends if they figure out a way around that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so partly I, thinks
1: no, but then they like money, so maybe. I can't imagine console gamers want to
0: play it, do they? It's not, from what I've heard, it's not a massively graphically intense game. I think it would probably run on mine or your PCs. Mm. Um, so anyone who really, you know... Just play it on your PC if you really want to play it. It's like Bouncy said earlier. It's uh, moving your mouse around and clicking. It doesn't really translate that well to using a controller anyway. So if you want to play it, play it on your PC. But you know, have a word with yourself and try and figure out why you're such a loser as well.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't hold back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really do, Sheepdog. Um, Johnny Epton, who is classic classic gamer on Twitter, um, he asks the questions that needs to need to be asked. Really. Um, with the next gen systems just around the corner, which game would you prefer to see made? He Man or Count Killer?
1: Count Duckular every day of the week. And if it had the theme tune in it, I'd want the original theme tune and not some reimagined version, unless I was the one singing it. Bouncy. <laughs> i would i
4: would i would definitely go with Duckula. and again i'd also bring in that david jason has to record at least 500 hours of dialogue <laughs> even if it kills him uh, actually preferably if it kills him yes i don't want him coming back for another only falls and horses they should have killed that years ago no. he's, he's not a national treasure he's just a wrinkly yes. old man now he's not and he man i mean christ orco could you imagine orco in hd this could be anything more horrific. And the next gen they're looking at doing like three like that new Xbox might have three D kinda of in the room AR. If I had Orco buzzing around my head, I I would be hanging myself on the rafters within a week. So yeah, yeah duckula.
1: The thing that would make me maybe want He-Man is if it was if they updated Connect made it good and I got to stand in my living room going, "I have the power." You could you do that anyway? Yes, I, I had a reason to do it that didn't get me sectioned. Then I would do it all the time.
4: And you could sit on your cat and it would turn into Battle Cat.
1: Hell yeah. My cat doesn't.
0: Do me. you not think that as much fun as a Count Duck game would be for those first couple of minutes while you hear the theme tune and hear David Jason, do you not think
4: there's perhaps slightly more potential for an actual game to come out of He-Man? No, there have been, been, been He-Man games. Uh, they did one on the PS2. It was awful. They haven't done a Count Duckula game since I think there was one out on the Spectrum. I'm thinking I know they did Trapdoor, so I'm guessing, and they did Danger Mouse, so I'm guessing Duckula.
1: Two of the things you've just said, I was just going to go on with that. I think Count Duckula would make more money because they'd release that, we'd all go, ah! and then they'd release the Trapdoor and um, Danger Mouse DLC. All right. Ah! Well,
3: let's, let's, they- let's let's uh-huh.
4: narrow it down. We'll have Duckula, Danger Mouse, Trapdoor, Bagpuss. We'll have like. You know this PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale thing, but with eight 70s and 80s children's TV characters <laughs> kicking the shit out of each other with chainsaws.
1: We need to copyright I, that. that. should
4: be our... We <laughs> don't own the copyright to any of those
1: characters! we don't own the characters.
3: Some of them have died, character.
4: so I'll, I'll romance their daughters and uh, get the copyright over, and then, then we'll crack on with making that game. Fair
3: enough. Um,
0: Dean Dang
4: Doo, which I, dang I, do. that, that is the best username on the
0: forum. I love that name. Um, what was the first game that took your breath away and made you think gaming will be in my life forever? Steve, when did you fall in love with gaming? If you say the words <sighs> no, final no, or no, fantasy, no, no, I'm no, bottling no, you no, now, okay. by the way.
1: um, I've got two answers in a way, because I... It's one final well, no, and one three fantasy. Answers, three answers, because... Um, when I was very little it was Sonic 2 and I thought oh I love gaming and played that loads blah 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 and then I got into PC gaming when my dad got Doom and uh, Doom 2 sorry actually he got not Doom and uh, Theme Hospital and the, ten, the three of them like, games combined I have just made me the uh, nerdy geeky loser I am today I imagine
0: and your lack of social skills
1: yeah definitely and the way I always uh, cheat the general skills of awkwardness uh, when I was a hospital administrator, I cheated too much. That's why I'm here.
4: Bouncy. And you made my wife cheat as well. This is even worse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Reword that in case my missus is to say
3: that. When
4: you when you came around here and you persuaded her to cheat, I couldn't believe it. And I kept hearing about it as well. It kept saying it. It was just uh, echoing in my mind.
3: To clarify
1: that a bit more. Um, no. Because no, 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 I want to explain no, how nerdy I am. No. Bouncy says his wife's playing Theme Hospital. And I just, off the cuff, tell him the cheat <laughs> <laughs> from memory, dialing somewhere, was it 24628, I think? I don't know. I just told I him. I remember. And his wife looked at and went, that's right. And she went off and did the uh, level hack cheat. Where she, well, not level hack, where you get all the different rooms and Stuff and yeah, yeah I just I, that's how much I played that growing up. I remembered the cheat, and I haven't played it in a decade. But um,
4: you're like the rain man, but of no use whatsoever to four, the rest of us. I
1: forgot it you now at the time, I just did it off the cuff, but I can't remember now. 24328, something like that. <laughs> anyway, Kev, your answer. We
0: haven't had bounces yet.
4: <laughs> I, I, you know, I sat thinking about this this morning, and I can only say the first game I ever played, I think, was probably the moment I knew I was going to be gaming, and that was Percy the Penguin on the Acorn Electron. My dad set the computer up and played it, and I just watched him for three hours because he wouldn't let me have a go. But um, the next day I did, and I, I never, re- I've never really stopped since then. So I, I think there's lots of times where I think that this is kind of a huge change. First time on Xbox Live multiplayer changed everything. But I don't think it was the point where I knew I was going to keep gaming. The point where I started kind of typing out the code to make my own Spectrum game clone. (laughs) I wouldn't have done that if I wasn't committed at that point in time. Or should have been committed at that point in time, whichever kind of stance you take on it. But yeah, so Percy the Penguin on the Acorn Electron. Kenny Dalgleish soccer manager on the Spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Just because... Every other type of game and consoles and stuff I've always just drifted in and out of. Um, I never really got into the PS2 generation at all. Um, it was the being online on the Xbox 360 that brought me back into regular gaming. But all the while through, I've always played Championship Manager, Football Manager. Um, it all started off back in the late 80s with Kenny Dalglish Soccer Manager. you ever play
1: Premier Manager 98? I did. Um, I didn't
0: like it because I, by then I was fully into Championship Manager. And the manager mode on sensible world of soccer and just basically any kind of football management was the only games I played for a good 10 or 15 years. It was ridiculous. I
1: remember whiling away hours where if I just clicked really fast on continue, my game would just keep re- refreshing and it'd just go through a season in like 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, I won the league. It's just I don't know why. That's how addicted to that I got. The most the, the best
0: bit, though, the be- bit where I actually completely fell in love with it. It must have been... I was too old to fall in love with it for this reason, Um, but it was on one of the early... It must have been... Was it on a Championship Manager 2? Perhaps one of the updates of that. And they started putting the... um, picture of a part of the ground for the team that you were playing at in the background and the one for for London Road was the point I stood at on the stand and it it just loaded at the first game of the new game and immediately on my first game I'm basically stood where I used to stand on the terrace and it was just brilliant I thought wow that's actually me I'm there this is awesome um and yeah so it was just generally football manager for a long 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 time um The next question is from an imaginary person because Sheepdog is a moron and forgot to get their name again. It's
1: probably the previous person. I doubt it.
0: Describe your perfect Sunday afternoon, Steve.
1: I read that and I'm thinking to myself, there's not that much gaming involved in it exactly. I'd be watching the football. Well, it doesn't have to be gaming. It's your perfect Sunday afternoon. The man's asking you a
0: personal question.
1: He wants to know what you want to do on a Sunday afternoon. Spurs on, winning, roast dinner. Or a barbecue. I'd probably throw in some game in. And a bit of a nap. Good. You want a, a napped, nap, Yeah, you? yeah. Big dinner, though.
0: I, um, I don't want to ask Bouncy this question because I'm terrified about what yeah, kind I'm, of bizarre I, answers a man to come like, out oh, with.
1: Christ. Can
0: we just skip him over and not ask him?
4: Bouncy. All right. I had written that this I said, assuming it has to be gaming related and then wrote a reason of what I would have done if it wasn't gaming related. But now that door has been opened. So (laughs) prepare yourselves. Um, I would spend my Sunday afternoon throwing politicians into a volcano while being fellated by a bevy of beauties. Um, That's pretty much it. I just love that. Just one every 15 minutes. Just chuck one in. Starting with the younger ones so the older ones start to feel their hearts go because they know what's coming.
1: <laughs> Lop them in.
4: Oh, they'd go as well at the end. I don't want to be looking at them the next day. They've seen what I've done. They've witnessed it. There's, there's no coming back from that. Being forced to give oral to a bloke who's slowly assassinated the entire parliament via Volcano. It's not going to happen. But if we're talking games, it'd be an afternoon with the kids uh, on Castle Crashers followed by KFC because <laughs> I don't want a roast dinner I want KFC if I could have anything j- but delivered
3: oh,
1: you don't like a good roast dinner
4: I do I do but I'm saying I have that every Sunday
1: so I don't if know because be I idea... a vegetarian so you know it's that's well, not it my to...
4: fault do <laughs> <laughs> so sit moaning at me let my wife cheat on me um,
1: so it, for me it would
4: be a KFC and a load of multiplayer with the kids so you know but obviously I'd much rather throw John Major into Mount Etna
1: he deserves it.
4: <laughs> he does. Um, yeah, I'll have a combination
0: of you two, please. I'd like uh, K. I'd like KFC chicken with roast potatoes and Yorkshire pudding.
1: Pop in uh, <laughs> <laughs> By a volcano.
3: Yeah. John <laughs> <laughs> <you're> Major.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That'll do me. No, just um, I'd just like a nap. I can't remember the last time I
1: got to have a nap on a Sunday afternoon. I feel like I'm getting a bit old, That in my head as well, I go to Ferry Meadows for an hour or so with a dog. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> my, how old am I? <laughs> Ferry Meadows is awesome, though. I love going there.
0: Well, it was, uh, it was only, it was, what, two, three Sundays ago that you got a phone call from me on a Sunday afternoon, well, from Anna, saying, um, do you want to come and feed the ducks with us? That's old man activity number one. Yeah. We're feeding the ducks. I wonder if Steve wants to come. The reason Steve couldn't come for a walk with us to feed the ducks was because he was already walking his dog around a park. That's the kind of losers you're dealing with on this podcast. Oh, we're so old. (laughs) We really are. Um, Right, next question. Ben Cowles. Um, Oh, this is a long one. Lots of reading for me. Here we go. At the end of this month, brackets, July... (laughs) <laughs> Cheers
1: for the brackets, Ben. <laughs> it's in case I was reading it out, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> I'll be turning 29, and I'm surprised to find that I and many other mature gamers are still as excited about video gaming as ever. Shouldn't we have grown up by now and acquired more high-minded hobbies like reading War and Peace, memorising the entire works of Shakespeare, or taking up knitting? What is it that keeps you boys
1: gaming? Reading War and Peace and knitting and bullshit like that. It's for people between the ages of 16 and 25 where you're a massively pretentious twat who thinks they're grown-up and cool because they're reading War and Peace and knitting and then try and do that until they realise it's fucking boring reach 25 and suddenly think i want to fucking play games i didn't spend 18 years wanting every game that existed and being told by your parents you can't have that have it when you're older to then piss around reading boring books i'm buying games and that's why we all like it because we've grown up enough to realize that reading war and peace isn't cool it's not interesting all of that's bullshit play games it's fun and it's good
0: bloody hell steve's just actually spoken (laughs) some
1: sense (laughs) I'm
0: i'm actually kind of lost words because <laughs> i kind of agree with him and um i need a drink <laughs> <laughs> uh, bouncy do you have anything to add to steve's aggressive yeah, against I do. Steve
4: of the world and, and shamefully i think i'm also going to make sense sort of <laughs> sorry i've I realized i'm breaking my contract here and everything but i've said i've continued um as I realised early on that gaming was much more than just games. Now we've got deep immersive storylines and social interaction, and it's actually now a very mature way to seek entertainment. Because on a Sunday afternoon on Channel 5, you've got a choice of either playing a game with a load of your friends, either on the sofa or online, or watching Dunstan Checks In. And uh, i much rather play the games. Fair enough. Um... I I
0: can't answer because I'm still I'm still sat here thinking bloody hell Steve what did you just <laughs> say? Um, no I um, <laughs> I'm totally lost for words. Um, I I think I'm more excited about games than I've ever been and more yeah. into gaming than I ever was when I was younger just because for the first time in my life I actually have time to sit and do it now um, which I never had in the past and I have the money to be able to do it and the time to do it and um, yeah it's just. A fun way to pass my time like bouncy said i'd rather play a game than watch bullshit on the tv and yeah. um, so i'm actually now old enough to choose how I want to spend my free time and not give a fuck what anyone thinks about it um which means i'm quite happy to sit in a darkened room on a tuesday morning um playing a video game whilst occasionally looking at the internet
1: all the losers are sat in offices doing jobs for some wanker I don't care about
0: so who's
1: the winner there
0: exactly um Paul Swain, um, with another long question. This one's actually two lines longer on my little Word document in front of me, so I'll take a deep breath before I read this one out. Um, He's just got Metal Metal Gear HD collection on his Vita. Now, he remembers getting Metal Gear Solid 2 and sailing through it in a weekend. Trying to play it again 11 years later, he's finding it quite hard due to the lack of on-screen instructions. Have games these days become that complex that we have to have these instructions on the screen constantly telling us um, that we're near enough to an enemy or some ammo for us to press a button to execute the command? Or have the gaming community become lazy, so we need these prompts just to get through the game more easily. Um, so I think he's moaning that he's having to think for himself in Metal Gear Solid 2 rather than having the big sign that comes up and says DOOR! And then an A button in a circle under it telling you that that's how you open it. Um, so do we need those signs and stuff?
1: I was moaning last week that I needed that in Mass Effect a little bit. But you I, were. Think, I think I had established when I got home that the brightness on my TV was too low.
0: Because you
1: deep blacks. Yeah. So um, once I turned the brightness up, and back, I can see the doors now, so speak. Bit... <laughs> but um, I think games years ago, I, th- I think if you start a game, it's always going to be a bit harder, and then you get into it. And I think if you, if you get older and you've not played that kind of game for a while, the, the mechanics of games have moved on. They've become more free-flowing, haven't they? I mean, they're more realistic. So now you're expecting to move diagonal or whatever when you try and move mm-hmm. diagonal. You're expecting stuff to work when you try it. it. Just
0: I think, Paul, the answer is the secret third option Um, the only games that need all these prompts and instructions are the badly designed ones Um, because a well designed game um, you can see that there's a door there and you know what button to press to interact with it and um, it's just the ones that are a bit shit that need to constantly remind you the obscure combination of buttons you've got to do to do something that should just be second nature
4: it's not just that though it's not just that it's also the rise of casual gamers who need on screen prompts to get them used to control pads and things because you know, what I I remember playing on the Spectrum. The Spectrum used to get on the back of the cartridge. It would be there's your controls, and you and you'd figure them out. But now, like you've got like Nans and stuff coming in and playing Call of Duty. They they need to know what buttons to be pressing. And so, but even cause like some games, they used to just have what kind of what the button was, and then they had a whole movement where if it was the Y button on the Xbox controller, it would be positioned at the top of the screen. So they're actually even oriented the same as on the pad to make it easier for people to play and i totally hate it i hate everything about making it easier for casual gamers to play games if they can't play the games they shouldn't play them um they even on new super mario brothers Wii, there's an option that will play the bit of the game for you if you die a lot <laughs> which is so stupid i had a game on the specky i think it was flintstones uh, apparently you can complete it in 25 minutes i never finished it i don't even think i got off the first level you had to paint a
1: wall World I was just about to say to you, is that the one where you have to paint the wall, and there's yeah, a tiny yeah. little bit you can't get at? Yeah, and then pebbles keeps escaping as well at the same time. Yeah, so you have to stop and then go and then you. Have- I never got past that. It's a Master System game, and I only ever got past that once. In a hitty fit, I threw the controller, and it painted the wall for me. <laughs> that, that little bit, whatever it hit, it. that bit of wall painted, and it went on to the next level. But the next level was hard, and I couldn't get past it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've never been able to do that since. But, but uh, we kept buying those games, because despite all the frustrations and the
4: inability to complete them, we still kind of enjoy, en- endured it and enjoyed it. And like Dizzy, um, Treasure Island Dizzy, from the first screen of that, if you just walk to the right, you died and it was game over, and that was it. There was no <laughs> kind of respite from it. And now it's like, oh, you've died a lot. Like uh, New Super Mario, oh, Super Mario 3D Land for the 3DS. If you die a lot, it gives you a, an item that makes you have a Tanuki tail, gives you the invincibility star. <laughs> Pretty much, you can just walk through the level and not die which totally breaks the game it's just like oh some people aren't very good at games so we'll make it so they can still finish it balls to that go on youtube and watch the ending that's what (laughs) a lot of people do when they're so rubbish at games they have to either get
1: somebody else to do it for them or just go on youtube and watch it i remember there's a simpsons game on the mega drive where um for the first level i assume it was the level you had to um paint everything purple red or the other way around Yes. there was no explanation of that. I had
0: this game and never got past mm. the first it level. It never
1: told you what you needed to do. It just started you, your are mm. Bart Simpson, and, and here's Springfield. Yeah. And I used to go around my mate's house and play this with him all the time. And we never knew what you were supposed to do. We just did the level. And then one day, I don't know whether I read something in a magazine or saw something on telly. It was before the internet, so I couldn't have looked it up. I don't even know whether I just was... I borrowed it off him and went around his house and just happened to fall into it. But um, I discovered that you had to paint all of the red things purple or whatever. And if you went through a level doing stuff like that, like if you painted Moe's apron red, it must've been red because he wears a purple one. So if you paint that red, he goes mental, sets up a chain of events, you know, things like that. You paint something red, something happens. And yeah. if, and then there's another level after that where you do other stuff. And then there's another level. And there's a, there's a good few levels to that. Game. I don't know how many, mm. but, um, I remember just feeling like the king of the world because I'd suddenly happened across what you had to do on that level, and I'm glad you two are both like yeah. I, yeah,
0: I had that. a week, I had that on a
4: week's rental,
0: and <laughs> uh, never got past the first <laughs> level on
1: it. It was just like wandering around um, Springfield, wasn't it? Basically, for yeah, who it was.
4: Bart versus the Space Mutants. It was.
1: Was that what the one was? I played yeah. Bart's Nightmare as well. I never really yeah. got far on that. Bart's Nightmare was awful. Yeah,
4: but what was also great about, if, and obviously if you've both played it, it, it makes it a lot easier to talk about, but there were sections to that. If you fired a bottle rocket directly at the E in the Quickie Mart logo, you got an extra life. Mm. And you couldn't figure that out just by walking past. It wasn't a glint or kind of a sign that said, if you... In some places, if you jump by a bush, a coin would come out. Or if you used a coin on the payphone, you could make Mo come out of the pub bar by doing so a crack. So spray him, yeah. Exactly. And there's all these things like you can scare a bird out of the window by using a cherry bomb at the pet shop. And it was just like all of that you had to figure out for yourself. And people did, and I've i can honestly say I've never finished that game. There was one boss near the end in a museum that I never got past. It involved two pillars, and even now I've not bothered going back and finding out what happens because it didn't matter. I'd played that game a lot, mm. considering the fact I struggled. The second level was in the um, in the shopping mall, and you had to get rid of people's hats, and that was that was nuts. It was just like you could use a scanner to see which ones are aliens, so you only knock the hats off of the right people. But again, it was all kind of there and it was a big franchise game and it didn't have a, a manual that said oh, on the first level you do this and second level you do that it was kind of obvious once you figured it out but now we've got times where games are literally from the very beginning of the game laying out exactly what your motivation is where you need to be nav points on the screen icons button prompts and everything else it's it's I mean, we're essentially we're moving towards being them people at the end of Wally on that spaceship. <laughs> <We're> just, <laughs> gamers are just going kind to of
1: be sitting there in big floaty chairs, going,
4: "Oh, no. oh that would be awesome." You've made but me feel guilty and... now because
1: I was sat there on Mass Effect last night, going, hammering the uh, right joystick down, just saying, "Where am I supposed to go? Tell me where to go." <laughs> <laughs> this thing is a wonder. Yeah, but you're yeah. conditioned
4: now to do that because you, the exploration is so tedious now. You know, we just want to get from point A to point B, and as games get bigger and, and more kind of in depth, we don't want to be wandering around necessarily. Some games you, you do, but you kind of everybody wants to go in the straightest possible line. With, see, with the Citadel missions, it's like like you were saying with the side quests, you have, sometimes you just have to wander around to find the person that you originally overheard because it doesn't show you on the map where they are. Yeah, definitely. So you have to then go, Oh, well, I've got three items, I've now got to wander around every floor of the Citadel until somebody glows blue, and I go, Oh, by the way. Here's your wife's bloody key ring. There's your son that you left at the pub. And here's your Garfield
1: sucker toy for you. That one pissed me off. Fucking Garfield. It's the end of the world. Um, (laughs) But um, I did think a little bit as well that in the Simpsons game, for example, you only had the option of going left or right and clicking things. In Mass Effect, you have the option of flying around an entire universe and going in every direction. So maybe it does need a little bit more of a kind of press a to open this door because i suppose in the simpsons game there was only five doors and it was probably yeah, but are quite you, obvious are you
4: saying that the whole generation of gaming was just the simpsons game <laughs> no, <you> had, <laughs> no it had, i you mean you had like, if... oh, what about elite then it, elite that was a huge universe to explore yeah. and it had nothing like that and you worked out your own trade systems and stuff but if
1: like you can you can kind of tell when a background is a door when 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 a you can tell that when a door's a background and when it's a when it's an actual door in, in the older games, can't you? Because they're kind of this dull, grey-looking nonsense. Whereas in, like, Mass Effect, every door looks like a door you can use, but only some doors have the green circle in the middle that tell you you can open them, or that they're open, you know, and some of them are red, so you know later on you'll be coming that way. And uh, if they didn't have that, then... Ev- then I
0: never knew they were different colours.
1: Oh, yeah, because you're colourblind, <laughs> bless you. Um, some are orange, but... um. Ugh. But if they had nothing on those doors in Mass Effect, then everything in, everything in that looks realistic enough and it all looks the same. If they had different doors that you could open, it would kind of take away from the game a bit. It does take away from the game a bit that some of them are red and some of them are green because you kind of think, who's, who's up there deciding which doors she can run through? But... um I guess they need to in this because it looks so realistic. It's like if you were walking down a street and you could go in any house you wanted, but some were locked and some weren't, you'd be really frustrated if you were trying to find a specific room you had to go in to do a quest, but you could go in any house you wanted. It was, it would just piss you off massively because you'd have to go in like a hundred different houses to find the one you wanted. Whereas they have to have some way to say only this door is the right door, surely. But are we talking? Cause I'm thinking like, I'm thinking of Citadel now and I'm thinking specifically of
4: the, um, the embassy's area. Right, you've got about eight doors. There's not, there's not hundreds of doors, so yeah, you could yeah. feasibly get rid of those prompts and still figure out which of the eight doors you had to go through. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, could, I could say if it's like Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> you were told there's a mission somewhere in the city. <laughs> go and find it. And maybe it would help to have some sort of directional thing. But um, I, I'm just saying that there's no need for everything to be just like follow the line on the floor to get to where it goes. I hate that in games. It's I mean, obviously it's optional to a point with where you can just hit that button if you need the kind of help. But I think sometimes it does go a little bit too far. Like Fable uh, used to give you a golden trail to follow all the time. And it was like, it's taking you away from exploring the rest of the world because I'm just going on that route. So I think, yeah, take that sort of thing out of games a little bit more and, and go back to how it used to be. And then hopefully some of the casual gamers will piss
1: off and we'll get better games again. It does pee me when you're supposed to be able to make the decisions and it's quite obvious when one's a good one. A lot of games seem to do that. Uh, the reason I thought of it is obviously Mass Effect, but it's always obvious that you know which one's going to be the right decision, because if you pick the other one, you're going to lose points or whatever. Which is the
0: great thing about the Walking Dead games, because it's not yeah, obvious at all. Yeah, I love
1: that. You don't know. You're you're kind of thinking, I'll pick that, but when it goes wrong, you're like, oh, bollocks.
0: Every, every decision you make in those games seems to have bad consequences. <laughs> uh, certainly, unless I'm just really bad at making decisions, every decision I make comes back and bites me in the ass at some point later on. And it might just be that it's just designed so that they're all like that. But if that is the case, they've done it brilliantly to make it feel like, oh, shit, I am consistently making bad choices and making everybody hate me. Um, but no, it's a great game. I love that. Uh, Moshi has asked us, subtitles in a game or not?
1: Um, I think that's a question. I usually have them off, but I put them on the other day because my because uh, my wife was in the room while I was playing a game. And it drives me mad now because I can't stop reading them. So I'm going to say off because I need to turn them off. When
0: for me, on. it's just really simple. I turn them on if the TV is too quiet for me to hear hmm. and I can't turn it up. Yeah. So if the kids are in bed upstairs or if there's other folk about doing going about their business, and I'll put the subtitles on. Um, if I'm home alone with the surround sound cranked up high, I don't need subtitles because I can hear everything clearly. I would never have them on if I could hear. So see yeah. the point.
1: I need to turn them off because I can hear. And they annoy me.
0: And
4: Bouncy, uh, Bouncy prefers the French subtitles so that you can
1: learn a <laughs> foreign language while
0: playing a game.
4: No, I, well, I'm, part, I'm deaf in one ear. So depending on where I'm sitting in the room, I have to have the subtitles. It does annoy me if there's a real kind of uh, talk heavy game that doesn't have them because oh, even if you just got somebody in the room hoovering or kids charging around if you suddenly have to then keep turning the tv up and look like a complete dick it's like hey, all of you just shut up i want to know what this generic npc character is telling me to do next <laughs> uh if there's a bit of kind of kind of the <laughs> subtitles on the outside doesn't work i was playing dragon's dogma i don't know if either of you have played any of dragon's dogma at all only the demo right did you have a subtitle option on I can't because remember. Because your followers just do not shut up throughout that game. <laughs> they just keep going, how oh, have you seen this? Oh, look over there. Oh, it's an orc. How can you do this? Would you like that? Would you like... And it's like, fuck off. And it, all he got in the t- left-hand side of the screen is just this stream of bloody inane bullshit just going, oh, oh look, look over there. I was like, I'm looking over there. <laughs> just, so I'd rather murder everybody I'm with just for a bit of peace mm. and quiet.
0: That reminds me, actually. Um, Left for Dead is a game you must play with the subtitles off because it spoils the... Like, in Left 4 Dead, when you have all the special infected and they all have their own different theme tune and it starts really quietly and starts to build up and then you know that that particular baddie is coming. But if you have the subtitles on, um, it just puts in brackets, tank roars, before you've even heard the tank music start. Or you hear... um, uh, hunter growls before you've heard that the hunter's in the background and it kind of spoils it a little bit because it tells mm. you stuff say before you've actually heard it and one of the great things about left for dead is the way they use the soundtrack to let you know what's going on so um yeah unless you want to cheat at left for dead um because yeah well yeah
4: it'd be <laughs> nice
1: to be because you scare deaf people they won't more. be listening
4: so they <laughs> yeah, but they don't even need to be a creature there if it was a deaf person to play you could just go the scary music's playing and they're like oh Jesus this is what gonna happen like, <laughs> but you
0: always get one smart ass when you're playing Left 4 Dead online with people who always seems to know that there's baddies coming before they happen oh there's a tank coming you're like, how the fuck do you and then eventually you figure out it's because they've got the subtitles on spoiling it for everybody else so leave the subtitles off in Left 4 Dead you big spoil sports um, last one for this week Gary who is big spud off of the forum which video game character
1: would you like to have round for dinner I read that, and I can't get past thinking I want Cooking Mama. That was up. my answer, you <laughs> son of a bitch! That was my answer! How um, dare you! I just want, I want to come around and cook me a nice dinner. Yeah, <laughs> that it.
0: yeah, that was my answer. Uh, so, Bouncy, if you say Cooking Mama, you're fired and we're getting John back.
4: Well, luckily for you, I'm not going to say Cooking Mama. I'm going to say Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. Because you could have a really good conversation, and at the end of the night, rather than paying for a taxi, just murder him at a golf club. <laughs> and what dinner doesn't end best with a little bit of golf club murder? That's all I'm gonna. I'll leave it at that. I think. No point. In you playing Bioshock now, Steve?
1: I don't really. It's <laughs> <The> end.
4: Of, <laughs> it's not the end of the game. This is the best part of the game. <laughs> well, he has the choice to do it or not. That's down to him.
0: Um, anyone else? Um, no, I think I am stuck on on cooking, mamma It just seems um seems the obvious one. Um
1: yeah i couldn't i i can't think of any others i, I go through characters and i'm like no but it wouldn't be as good i don't want
0: to talk to any of them they were yeah. morons generally
1: no i'd probably just chat to my wife and daughter yeah <laughs> cooking mamas out in the kitchen
0: yeah slaving away exactly um so yeah if you want to get your um questions onto next week's q a we are running low so first few in this if you get one in over the next few days pretty much guaranteed to be on next week's show because we are running quite low on questions. Get them in by sending them to show at maturegamerpodcast.com or tweeting at us at MGUK Podcast and Steve will sort them all out and um, and deliver them to me um, via Royal Mail. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Is his, uh, is his option of choice this week. Um, Steve, it's time for us to give away a computer oh, game. Is, yeah. um, we have a code for a copy of Dirt Showdown on Steam to give away. We have been asking you lovely people to retweet um, some kind of message that we put on Twitter all week. We've had about Eleven thousand people do that, I think, at the last Mm, count. It was
1: fantastic this week. I think I don't know what happened, it just seemed to explode.
0: (laughs) So Steve has put them all into a spreadsheet. Um Uh, I did ask earlier in the week if anyone can do duplicates. That really helps me out in annoying Steve. Yeah, Yeah, I I
1: specifically asked for duplicates. I should have got their names. I'll see if I've got the Twitter up now quickly just so I can have a quick look.
0: You are only entered into it once, but I wanted the duplicates just to make sure Steve had to go through deleting you from his list. Doesn't make his life people, difficult. I think
1: one of them was called Cat or Kate or something like that. Or Amy, even, I don't know. Yeah, Amy in stilettos or something like that. She retweeted it about a bazillion times. It was her guitar hero and someone like Loach or something. It, it, all the way through, like a billion times, had retweeted it. And I just thought, bless them, i only counting them once. But um, that really made me chuckle that they'd just retweeted and retweeted and retweeted. Um, but yeah, what number are we going with them? Um, well, how many were in it? I need yeah. to put that in the random. <laughs> I don't
0: think it was eleven thousand, was it? Um,
1: eighty-one.
0: Eighty-one. So if we head over to random.org, we need a number between one and eighty-one, and that gives uh number seventy-three. And that is. You understand? You can just look at the number yep, down the side yep, on yep, Excel. I'm you on don't hit. have to I'm count them. <laughs> no. I
3: clicked it. <laughs> um,
1: is his username or his actual name?
0: Why don't you go for both? He'll probably recognise himself by over.
1: <laughs> postman Gav, aka Gav
3: Fisher.
0: Ah, Gav. Um, we actually know who you are. That's quite splendid. Um, he's been I on the forum. I know who he is. He's. <laughs> actually, uh, I know who he is. He's been on the forum since it started. He was at the old place as well. He's been around for a thousand million years. And believe it or not, he's an actual postman. Um, so Gav, if you want to contact us uh, via the forum or via Twitter. Um, In fact, you don't even need to do that. We can just send you the code because it's not what we have to deliver. So we'll just pop you the code as a message on the forum. Mm. Um, And then you can download that onto Steam and have lots of fun um, with Dirt Showdown. Um, Lucky, lucky Gav. Um, We're going to do a similar thing on twitter again this week with the beta codes for end of nations um so we've got five more of them to give away after the code that we did earlier in the show so if you we will put the message on there over the next few days retweet that you go into the random draw And on next week's show five of you will get a beta access code to get into end of nations we won't read
1: that one out on the show like we did the one today <laughs> but um i, I might
0: i uh, have i might thing. just make one
1: up i'm not 100% sure but I have a feeling that people who are involved in, at least the alpha, so probably the beta, um, get access to a special edition of the game as well. Um, I'll probably get an email from Beastie going, no, no, only the alpha people. But there was an email saying like they get they can buy the slightly cheaper founder edition or something like that. So if you are interested in the game, it's worth trying to get on the beta because, yeah, you get access to that. Fended. Um which is just about it
0: for this week's show. Just to remind you all to, uh, after all our kerfuffle earlier in the show, do make sure you download, listen to, subscribe. Mature gamer bits and PCs. It is now on the iTunes store and um, is massively popular. It's been in the top ten all day. It's only been on there 24 hours and is already in the top yeah, ten good as and featuring new and noteworthy. And it is a good show. Um, if you like your nerdy PC bullshit or just your general general nerdiness and talking about techie, nerdy, weird stuff um by people who actually know what they're talking about and like this show <laughs>
1: although i might be on it next week
0: in fact that's a good point episode two steve is going to be on there as one of the guests so um kev's
1: on ep3 so uh, no we'll, i'm on for, I, we'll i'm
0: hosting episode four because john's got a week off so i'm actually going to be on there telling you all your losers yeah. um and yeah, so I mean- it,
1: setting it all straight my understanding of it is uh it's going to be a circulating cast isn't it a little bit yeah i
0: think at the moment we've got a list of six or seven um potential hosts on there there'll usually be four on at a time john's going to be there as the as the weekly uh weekly nerdy man who's going to be holding it all together and he's going to have a, a rotating guest list of three people at a time um generally if you if you're on the forum and you'd like to appear on the show if you've got a decent enough mic get in touch with john and assuming A, you've got a good mic and B, you're not a boring moron, um, it'll probably have you on. And, um, it's, uh, it's all good stuff, and I'm quite looking forward to my week on that. I there. am
1: too, although I'm coming to sit in Kev's garage on my own <laughs> to record it because he doesn't <laughs> want to give me the equipment. Um, he doesn't trust me with all the knobs that need twiddling. No, me. you'd break it. I would. So I'm going to come sit in Me his and Steve have been own.
0: podcasting for two years now. We bought this equipment right back at the start of our podcasting adventure. He's never even taken a microphone out of the box. Every week, he comes around, watches me unpack it all, I set it, it all up, it and Are then at the end
1: of it, I put, that's because you do it wrong. Mm. You're a damn idiot. I don't untwizzle the entire lead or some bollocks like that. So, I mean, Kevin's a bit of a control freak. It looks like I'm incredibly lazy. Other people on like AD and J were on the forum going, does Steve do anything? And they don't know that he's basically said to me, you sit there and leave it to me. And then bit by <laughs> bit, he'll teach me little things and I'll go do him fine. I could have done him fine anyway, but he won't let me. I'm not allowed.
0: So, yeah, once again, that's Mature Gamer Bits and PCs. You can find them on iTunes. You can also follow them on Twitter, MGPbits, Bits, I think is their Twitter account, um, which is all good fun. Don't forget to be reviewing us on iTunes as well. We've had a few of them this week, which has bumped us back up into the top ten in the charts, which yeah, has been rather pleasant. Yeah, we
1: haven't had in a while, really, have we? No, of we've had recently. a few the last
0: few days, though. and we'll there was
3: get a, on it. There was
0: a point this afternoon where Bits and PCs was featured on new and noteworthy and we were right at the top of what's hot and we had two podcasts sat there two podcasts in the top 10 on the charts as well and it was very pleasant looking at it and um, watching us taking over itunes basically um you can follow our show on twitter at mgukpodcast, podcast or you can follow me
4: at lalujo i'm at rb6k and i'm at bouncy ball with an h after the second b
0: Um, Or you can find us on Facebook with details of both the shows by going onto Facebook and searching for The Mature Gamer Podcast. We are now over 200 fans on there, which means Steve is going to release a dancing video in the very near future, as I did when we reached 100, and I am going to make him dance in front of a camera.
1: can't see what's gonna I, I will do it but you I'm will just, do I'm it dreading it you will do it or you're fired yeah i'm dreading it though. i don't know why i wouldn't have dreaded you've
0: it. got a gcse in dance you'll be mm. fine um and also obviously don't forget to head over to the forum maturegamerpodcast.com slash forum and uh, get involved over there and that is your lot for this week boys and girls thank you very much thank make sure listening. you tune into the new show on sunday night slash monday morning when that's released and come back and see us
1: again next week and reviewers 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 yeah that as well you've bye, already bye. done it reviews again bye everyone Ta-ra.
0: so right. you import your own fizzy beverages you're a you're a man of direct from of... the
1: factory do you have a man that sends it to you
4: <laughs> yeah we have a shop in town that um, does all that stuff? Oh, okay. Go in and say what you want. So I've got Lucky Charms in the cupboard, and I've got uh, Hershey's. Whatever Hershey's I want, ordered, I can get that. and
1: yeah. <laughs> What's the markup? Because I always find they charge loads. Yeah, there was a shop in Pete, but
4: it used to do that, and it was like seven quid for a box of Lucky Charms. Well, luckily, this place hasn't quite realised what the markup should be. <laughs> <to> be... <laughs> so I, my Lucky Charms were four quid, which is quite reasonable in the, in the grand scheme of things yeah. for, for overpriced cereal, either way. But it's still it's a Lucky Charms box, so. That was all right. Mountain Dew, I think, is 90 pence a can, which is not too bad. I bought a can of Coke in the spa
0: down the road the other day, and it was 80p for a can yeah. of Coke.
4: Yeah. It's gone
0: ridiculous, is not it? I mean, You've seen their new Coke Coke
4: bottles they've done, they've done the new 380ml bottles. That's somewhere between a, a can and a normal bottle, they're, they're, but they're smaller. It's to fit in your handbag car.
1: or something ridiculous like that.
4: Well, it's cause apparently, people can't drink 500 mils of Coke, which I think is ridiculous, because they've been drinking that for... At least ten years. <laughs> I drank four liters of it on Monday
0: because <laughs> I had a refillable bottle that I could refill as often as I wanted for a fiver. Yeah. So I ruined that bad boy.
4: I do that when I go to when they go to the Asda cafe. They always go, oh, you can refill your cups. What I do is I go in of it start, keep the cup, go do some shopping, go back and get another cup, drink that, then go do some more shopping, then go back and fill it again. And then afterwards I'll fill it again. I'll just be wandering around the shop with we're drinking. And when it empties, I just go back to the cafe, top it back up. And they've never said anything against me wandering around with drinking around because I paid for it. They can't. It's mine. There's no sign on the door, so you can't eat or drink, in just store
1: See, I wouldn't be too lazy to do that. I would j- just sit there and think, right, how many cups would I have?
3: And just drink them there.
1: Yeah. I just think, right, I'll have six now, and then I'll just go for a massive wee later on. So you're basically a camel. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, if you have too much, though, even when you're pissing, it's got a slight blue tinge to it. Blue? Yeah, which is odd, because I don't know where blue comes from with a brownie-coloured drink.
4: I can say I drank a lot of it in my time. I've never had that.
1: I was <laughs> discussing with Kev earlier the Dr. Pepper can as what's the worst that can happen written on it. And I know what the worst that can happen is. There was a machine at my uh, college where if he tipped it back, Dr. Pepper fell out of it
0: so we, we
1: we used to just go, that
0: machine fell on steve and killed
1: him. <laughs> we used to just like well i didn't of course somebody else used to knock it back a hundred million times and then give us the cans and we never knew they were stolen of course and um i had so much dr pepper between the ages of like 16 and 18 that one night i just ended up in a and e and they asked me to do a urine sample and when i when i provided the sample it was just basically dr pepper and um they took it away and then i'm sitting there my mum's making me drink water like bottles and bottles of water just filling it up like i must have had about probably yeah four or six liters of water i don't know so i'm just constantly going to the toilet and then they come back and they're like we need a urine sample and i was like i gave you one like an hour ago we've been waiting here in the queue and i'm like ah we've lost it and um so i took another one and it was just water at that time. So I was like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with your urine. And I was like, well, in excruciating pain. So I just like laid me down on a bed. And after a couple of hours, it went away. And um, yeah, it was just really bizarre. I spent like six hours in A&E, provided you, them with basically this sample of just basically pure Dr. Pepper. I see, reckon I'm list- drank- I'm
4: listening. Yeah, I'm thinking that had to have been drank someone because it's the been. only logic there. They saw, oh, some <laughs> <it's laughs> Dr. Pepper there. It's a bit warm, but it's been sat on side under these <laughs> hot lights. That'll be fine. Ooh, it
1: lovely bizarre, little- like, Did it come if- out fizzy? <laughs> now it just came out brown. I mean, I don't know. I didn't drink it, did I? It just, you would have felt it. it if looked, it came it looked, out fizzy, you'd have known about it's... it. Well, it didn't then. But it, it
4: you was... undid your trousers and like carbon dioxide suddenly so <laughs> went psh- My out. My mum
1: was, <laughs> was in such a panic because she like I, I did it, brought it, went to the toilet, come back out with this thing. She was just like, "Fuck."
0: <laughs> She shouldn't have been panicking. She should have been rubbing her hands together. Amount of money she could have made out of (laughs) that new (laughs) (laughs)
3: doctor machine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But she was just like, "Fuck! (laughs) Like that's black. You're pissing black. That's not healthy. That's black." And and nothing happened. Yeah, I just got over it, and then. Said to my dad I'd never drink Dr Pepper again. And I've never lived to that. I've never stuck to that. I've just, and now you're a man who owns a pair of Dr Pepper underpants. Yeah, I've never worn them. They came through the post. Um, <laughs> I am unsolicited, thinking, I might add. If I can find them, I'll uh, give them away on the podcast, because they're, they're an unworn. I bear. want you on <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're unworn Dr Pepper wifers. I mean, what's better than that? <laughs> they probably worth more if I wore them.
4: You should oh, give them to them. fucking my... <laughs> You <laughs> should give them to that woman who was like really excited you started following her. She put yeah. on a Twitter, she goes, Oh, I can't believe it, he's following me. I thought, Oh, really? <laughs> Your benchmark's quite low, love.
1: Oh, cheers. <laughs> Says the guy who was well excited to be invited on the podcast, eh? That's because right. we're his heroes. I thought he went then.
3: Yeah, he's that's, stuck in That's it, it.
0: That's it now. Where <laughs> was my complimentary crunchy anyway? Yeah. This is twice now I've spoken to you and not had a crunchy out of it. You know what? If I, if I had camera a camera right
3: now,
4: I, if, I'm not doing complimentary crunches at the moment because I've run out. Um, they were all the ones that were running out of date at work. They had like a month left. I've now got a bowl of 36 cream eggs. So everybody that comes around gets a cream egg now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? I didn't know cream eggs existed at this time they, of year. They, they do. They just, uh, what usually, if you remember back like 10, 15, 20 years ago when we were kids, um, if you after easter you'd go the shop and they'd have all the easter eggs reduced and you could buy them cheap couldn't you but mm. you don't now because what they do is they sell the easter eggs to farms and feed to pigs particularly the cream eggs they, the pigs love the cream eggs so the shops make more money selling them as pig food than they do reducing them
3: wow.
4: so yeah that's why you don't see them the rest of the year i just
1: assumed that the uh, cream egg duck the duck that lays them only laid eggs that time of year and they were out of season after that.
0: Pigs eat cream eggs, eh? I can unwrap <laughs> a cream egg one handed whilst holding a coffee in the other hand,
4: unless it's one of those that's had a little leak that sweated under the wrapper. Ugh. They always piss me off. when well, you get yeah, really excited yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you get oh for fucks, sake, picking it all. I used to eat chewits with the wrappers on because I found you could chew them for about a minute and then you wouldn't I get a flavour. And then suddenly it was like wow, it's like oh, it's like a chicken just weird. In. What? And you would swallow the paper. <laughs> it's, it wasn't like it wasn't like a foil it was just like a paper it was edible paper you could eat it because they weren't allowed to put non-edible paper on sweet wrappers at that time so yeah
1: who knew that hey eh? um but now <laughs> i've eaten a tube of the wrapper and i didn't do it intentionally i don't even know why it happened but I, i've got <laughs> i have got a,
3: <laughs> visions of the so
4: there. vividly it was while you were waiting for your black piss to stop flowing. <laughs> Probably you were distracted by the fact that you looked like you were pissing licorice, and it was like, oh, I was that with the wrapper on. Now what's going to happen to me? It's going to come out like gift wrap with a bow or something.
1: Uh,
0: I, I... I had some chewing gum the other day, and I'm not sure if it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean?
0: It was. My my daughter came out of school with what looked like a pack of the, you know, the little circular chewing gum things, yeah. the little round ones. She gave me one of them and I assumed it was chewing gum, but it just disintegrated in my mouth and I ate it. So I think it might have been a sweet. But at the same time, I think it could have been chewing gum and I might have. But I've not had chewing gum for years. And I'm thinking the last time I had chewing gum, I was like 14, 15 Perhaps my jaw and saliva is so much stronger now. <laughs> <So> <laughs> chewing tough. gum is chewing gum is no match for
1: my powers. Your child's too young for chewing gum anyway, isn't well, That's why I had sweet. it. Must have been a sweet.
0: Well, then I'm a very mean parent, because so I just took it off him and ate it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even very a, nice. I
1: had a massive fight in the street earlier with my three-year-old. She, she <laughs> just sweet- leave it there. We don't need any more information. <laughs> <laughs> she got some sweets and... Um, I had to post a letter, so I took her to post it, she put it in, and I was walking back with in my arms, and she wanted to walk, and she just went ballistic. And so I thought, all right, I'll put her down, she'll calm down. But no, she didn't, she just went even more mental. So I thought, right, I'm having them, took the sweets off her, as I'm taking the bag rips, I put them on a the dashboard, we're driving home, she's going fucking ape shit, And all these people around us are just thinking, all I've seen is me grab the sweets off of her, shout <laughs> at her to get in the car and sit down, and like, just be just tied her into her chair while <laughs> she's struggling like crazy and going give me my sweets i, I want my sweets and i'm just buckling a, a baby seat i didn't just tie her to a chair <laughs> baby seat and um she was just going mental and begging for them back and i was thinking did you like,
0: sit there and eat them with people watching
1: no i sat there and h- moved the piece of paper in front of them so she couldn't see them so she stopped going i want my sweets and i said to claire if she don't be if she don't stop demanding them, i'm gonna throw them in the bin and i went Actually, no, I'm not. If she, if she don't stop demanding, I'm going to eat them. And uh, <laughs> when we got in, she 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 came to apologise. I was like, are you just apologising because you want your sweets back? And she went,
3: yes! <laughs> and so I
1: thought, I'm not arguing with that. That's brilliant. Gave them back to her. And then uh, she offered them round, which is brilliant. It's the, She wouldn't have offered them round if I hadn't have had the massive argument with her. But yeah, what all, all my neighbours. They were like these round trees bottles, they're called. And... They're like the cola bottles you get, but they're all different flavours, like black currant, cola, orange. Sounds a strawberry. bit perverted to me. It's very random. Like, round trees are always peddling some sort of new shit to try and squeeze more money out of people. I mean, just just stick to your fruit pastels. But yeah, like I was doing, preparing for the show yesterday. We had the police
4: outside, and um, just like Derek, because you, know, you come down that little bit to my house. hmm they were parked at the end, and I thought, well, I don't want to be silent at the show and have the police knocking on the door. So I went outside, and was whistling the theme from... Um, oh. See, I, I'm thinking bullseye, but that might be because of your t-shirt. But I was, I was whistling some TV theme, water in the plants, and I just went, I went, hello, officers! We like to speak to me! <laughs> <laughs> they went, "No, oh, sorry, mate, we're just checking out this house. There was reports of a uh, uh, suspicious noise. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to be doing a radio show in about half an hour. If you need to speak to me, you need to come 4-9. <laughs> and they just wandered off whistling. I thought,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what point? Was so in character at that point, it was just like, hello. <laughs> Last week when I walked home. From here, um, I was I had my headphones in, listening to music, and this policeman just went, "Hello!" What, through your headphones? No, just he walked out of someone's garden and just, just went, "Hello!" My what was he talking about at
3: Yeah. Are you
1: sure he was a policeman, just, not I, a rapist? He was dressed. He was a poli- There was a police car by the side of the road, and he was just walking out of someone's house. I imagine, but he just sort of went, "Hello!" And I was just, I just shot myself because I was like, I was on, I was listening to music, and then tweeting on my phone to, "Oh, I just record the episode." and he just sort of just I think he was trying to see whether I had my music loud enough to because that's meant to be not illegal but frowned upon isn't it or something and I reckon he was going to bollock me if I didn't hear him or something <laughs> because I went alright he carried on walking I got away with it <laughs> but um, he made me shit myself I just it was headphone entrapment <laughs> uh, oh. but yeah I just thought why is he saying hello to me? So, so, hang on. so you think it's illegal to have your respond too loud? No, it's not illegal, but there was a big thing, wasn't there, where they just sort of said walk around in public with music blaring out your ears. It's antisocial. and it's, it's antisocial, I don't think it's something you could be done for by the police. No, I don't think he was gonna do me for it. I think he I would have thought if I hadn't replied he might have said You wanna turn that down, you might get run over or something. You wouldn't <laughs> have
4: heard him if it was
1: <laughs> Yeah, but he might have like tapped me on the shoulder and said, Hey, I just said hello to you you've obviously got your music too loud <laughs> get in the back of the car <laughs> take me to the station
3: what is wrong with you <laughs> where
0: do these scenarios come from in your mind uh, it I... was a policeman just saying hello to you because
4: that's the polite thing to do He's so fearful of the law <laughs> It's your upbringing Somebody yes,
1: obviously... should have just gone alright pig <laughs> 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 Just spat in his face. That's the Essex way it did. Your natural reaction would be like, to say something like that, but you instead you tampered yourself down in I'll case you were told of your on. When I lived in Essex, I worked in a block of flats where I was basically the manager, it was called the site manager, which basically meant all I did was sweep the floors and paint the walls and shit like that. And um, these blokes were riding up and down this council field on motorbikes where there was kids running around and stuff. And it was very like, this old lady come and was like, you have to do something, you have to call the police. So I... Uh, i did and then this a woman coming to go oh, what a bunch of twats i was like yeah i've called the police for them she's like you what what have the fuck you done that for she went mental anyway um did you tell her that they had their music too now well no i just said like you know <laughs> someone complained they've asked me to do it so i've done it next day i'm like out there just wandering around doing my job and this bloke calls me over from his window on the second floor he's saying he was like i oh, hear yeah, you called the old bill and my mates i was like uh, but an old lady called the police uh, and asked me to do the same. Uh, and he was like, I don't want to hear this happen again. You hear me? I was like, yes. And the next <laughs> day you moved up here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it wasn't long after I left the job. But um, yeah, it was so surreal because he was just like, you know, are you going to do it again? And I was just like, no. And he was like, what have you got to say? I was like, sorry. And uh, I, I knew he was like the local drug dealer, mentalist guy. I, I saw him and uh, weeks later, I went out to. Basically, we had to. Every now and again, I'd have to, like, drag these whacking great big bins out of this room and off to, like, blokes come pick them up you whatever.
0: You're putting the bins out, Steve, we call that. <laughs> I
1: suppose, but these are like, huge. They these were massive, like, industrial sized mental things, anyway.
4: They were on wheels,
0: yeah. These,
1: these giant boxes full of rubbish. I had to remove them
0: from
3: this well, room. That, and then a
1: man in a giant truck would take the rubbish away. <laughs> I don't know where it went. Whilst I was doing that, I saw him roll out of his window, which, as I say, was on the second floor, and climb down the drainpipe, and run down the road. And then, like 30 policemen, just come bounding out of this building from every door, every direction that there was a door, and like sticking their heads through his window. And they all just bombed it over the place. And I don't know what the—I mean, I—because he had his music too loud, probably. (laughs) He was like known as a local dodgy fella, anyway. So, but whatever he did, he was gone straight out of the window <laughs> <laughs> it was just mental was but, it like um, a spider-man moment when they said why don't you stop him He goes, i've got to do the bins <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> the all! no but i did have a time and this uh, i was gonna it, it sounded funny when i started to tell it and then i remembered the end of it and thought no it's not as funny but this guy came at me and was like how do you get into these flats and i was just like i'm telling you you just <laughs> break in and he was just like no I, you know I've, I've not heard from my brother for a while i need to get in and uh I was I just mugged him off and then when I went up there his brother was like dying on the floor and uh, ambulance coming and everything and I just felt such a wanker because I just mugged him off but he's going, like, I really need to get in and I'm thinking, Yeah, pull the other one, mate, I've seen Matey next door get nicked for his music being too loud and all that. But um <laughs> I'm so wary of everyone then because I if I've called the police I was wrong. If I didn't help people who were trying to break into flats, I was wrong. It was like the most upside down, <laughs> insane place in the world where you could not tell what was the right thing to do ever. That's basically why Wait, I You mental. couldn't tell. Well yeah, well someone <laughs> a says man to you,
0: comes to you and says, I've not heard from my brother in weeks. I'm genuinely concerned he might be dead. Can you check his flat? <laughs>
1: no, I can't. No, he didn't say that. he said to me, I've not heard from my brother how do you break into flats? I just <laughs> thought, well, I'm not telling you. But when I, I went up there and um, he'd done it. And uh, yeah, I just, I helped him out in the end. But I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. But um, yeah. just <laughs> got <sure> that out. <helped. laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. I called mate. the ambulance for him. I, I got commended on my uh, quick thinking. What by calling <laughs> an ambulance <laughs> thinking? Holding
4: you it. had half an hour to put it through your mind. You the sad
1: of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that place just ruined me. Because yeah, whatever I did was the wrong thing. It was bizarre. Well, that's, it. That's,
0: that's something you've carried on through the rest of your life. Yeah.
1: I think I managed to get like 17 grand a year and a free flat for just sleeping all day, which is just, I wish... That I'd probably d- wasn't the job description, was it? It pretty much was. It was site management, and it was basically look after this block of flats and make sure nothing went wrong. And, um, Jesus, of all the people they could give that job to. <laughs> there was a guy in, like, there was free flats, and there was this old guy in one, who he didn't clean his flat, he just painted over the dirt. <laughs> so the floors in his flat got painted like every week and the walls were painted every day and like he basically just yeah. Who paints floors? And fuck no, he just did. He'd paint different parts and so he'd like section off half the floor and you'd have to walk on that side and then he'd paint the other half. <laughs> anyway, so his flat like, his flat was like the best. He always got like That
3: was the best yeah. Jesus <laughs> And then there was
1: this guy who he was <laughs> he was the union guy so he'd managed to get every monday off because he just booked every monday off holiday every friday off because of his union work and then he had something like half days on thursdays because he had to go to meetings but no one ever knew what those meetings were and they were in a pub mysteriously (laughs) so the other two and a half days he just didn't do any work and um just sat in his flat watching oddly he watched loads of live gigs like rock bands uh playing but like he'd watch them on dvd with surround sound on i always thought why don't you just fucking go to the gigs you weirdo but he'd always watch them on dvd and that's all he ever did 24 7 just sit with beers out of a freezer as well which was odd <laughs> he didn't refrigerate him he froze his beer to keep it that he needed it that cold but um he just spent his life doing that and his building was just covered in dirt i remember it had green walls that were just covered in dirty grime and all the floor was dirty and everything and then I had my flat, which was kind of in between, where I sometimes painted over stuff. I usually cleaned it, but it was a bit of a mess. But it was like the in-betweeny one. And um, I saw this other guy getting away with the fact he only did two and a half days a week of work a week, and he didn't do any of that. And uh, he used to go on holiday, and when he was on holiday, he'd always get a doctor to sign a note saying he was ill on holiday so that he could reclaim his holiday <laughs> time and use it again, which apparently is perfectly legitimate and legal. Mm. So, how about it, people? But... Um, <laughs> But because I could see him fiddling it so much, could like he's the other guy painting so much, I just took a happy medium of just sitting in my flat all day. And if I ever got rang by anyone superior to me, I'd say, I'm just on the 12th floor. I'll be down in a minute. I don't know why I did that. I was on the phone. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but
1: anyway. <laughs> or the alternative would be I'd sit in my office and just every time the door, I heard the electric door open, I'd press the kettle on. And then if my boss walked in my office, I'd say, oh, I've just sat down for a cup of tea. Do you want one? And he'd go, yeah, all right. And um, I used to to sit there and have like 15 cups of tea a day because (laughs) the door would just go so often. I'd be boiling the kettle and I'd just be like, oh, I've got to do it again. Anyway, because he only ever turned up once a day, I'd basically go to sleep at like four in the morning, get up about nine, go downstairs, do my old tea routine until he turned up, make him a cup of tea, have a chat about Spurs because we're both Spurs fans. He'd go off and check the other guy who would be in his flat watching his DVDs and then he'd go look at the painting man. And um, I'd just go back to bed. So I'd get up at like five o'clock in the afternoon every day Invite my mates around, get shit-faced, or have some bird round and have a laugh, whatever. And, uh, yeah, just that was my life for two and a half years. It was fucking brilliant. But for these random little, oh, what are you going to do? Someone wants you to phone the police, but the murderer across the street will have you. Or someone wants to break into a flat. His brother could be dying, but he could also be nicking someone's DVD player. What do you do? And I, oh, that was just the only part of it. It was remotely difficult, and um, I managed to get it wrong every time. <laughs>